pop it in. Oh. Hey, Macarena. That's sufficient. I think that's. We should uh, let our upstairs neighbor good. clap it in. She could definitely She's do it with her wooden feet. Could be clopping all day. We had something amazing happen, you guys. So we're moving. Hello. Um, and so we're slowly kind of getting rid of things that we don't want or don't want to pay to move because holy shebang bangs, moving's expensive. Think yeah, I think we're in that. the wrong and line of business. I know. I'm like, should we just like start moving things and stop videoing things? Yeah, definitely. I think that that could be beneficial. Um, Fun it, fact, we got quotes from several movers and they were all named Sean. Yeah. And I asked Sean if he just feels the urge to move things sometimes. The answer was no. Yes. No. <laughs> Damn, okay, damn we started? didn't get our story straight. Um, yeah, we can get started, but I was just going to say, I was going to say. Oh, you're start. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, and then, yeah. then we'll do the intro. I was going to say first, then we'll intro one thing at a time. But we have been getting rid of things. And one of the things we're getting rid of, you guys know that bookcase that I filmed in front of forever. It was just like an Ikea find we got off Craigslist. I think we paid 10 or $15. Sean thinks we paid 80 but It was 80 Either way, it was 10 Because uh, we went actually for something else. I got a desk. Anyway, doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. We got it for cheap because it's a huge ass bookcase. Anyway, we had to have a neighbor <laughs> help us get it out. And then I called because in Santa Monica, you have to call for like bulky pickup so that I didn't want to be rude to our neighbors and leave like a big hunk of furniture out there. So I called for bulky pickup. Well, n- no need because by the time today rolled around, it had been less than 48 hours that it was out there. People had come by and pulled it apart and taken all of it with them. Somebody had also taken our dresser that we got rid of. Uh, Somebody else had taken the other two side tables. Everything was gone. It was magic. So then when they emailed me today and said, just to confirm, we'll be picking it up in the next, you know, they give you a window in the next three days. I said, thanks, Paula. But also it's no longer needed because people already took it away. And she goes, happens all the time. Your order's been canceled. Thank you. Yeah, it was nice. I actually talked to the guy who took the bookcase. I, I walked outside. He was like, whoa, uh, this is, what did he say? Uh, whoa, this is pretty nice. I said, oh, yeah, sure. You know, like it it, it came from our place and mm-hmm. uh, we have some other stuff. If you want, I, I can go inside and get the table. He's like, oh, okay. Meanwhile, he was pulling it apart. He had to disassemble it because he was putting in a Toyota Highlander. Yeah, it was a yeah. Highlander. But Highlander. <laughs> I'm the last Highlander. Is that how it? No, it I don't no, know. I don't know. Anyways, Who knows? but he dismantled the darn thing. And, you know, about half an hour, I felt like getting him a beer. I was like, he well, was we working hard. We were just excited because to... I don't like the idea that things go into the dump. No, I felt bad because it's a nice, uh, you know, a nice ish bookcase. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. We just can't afford to bring it with us. And it's just, it's huge. It would have been perfect to put a record collection in though. Take all the books out because who <laughs> reads, right? Am I, am I right here? It's but it's just too big. It's too much. Yeah. Sean really wanted to keep it for a while. And I was like, dude, it, to, I don't, it's not even worth the money it would cost to move it. We could buy a new one. Yeah. That's what we've been doing that because when you're, if you have ever moved across the country in any form, you know, everything costs you. Yeah. I'm a reconduit. Space. I touched it. Does it bring me joy? No, it's Decided gone. Decided it didn't. Gone. Get gone. Yeah. But anyways, so that is adventuring in um, Santa Monica. Yeah. Because um, even Alexa came over and she was like, we told her about it. She goes, oh, Santa Monica. Gotta love it. And I was like, yeah, trash and treasure, baby. Yeah. I was, when I saw the moving bill, I was ready to burn our place down and yeah. start all it's over. like, take like, it out. Just, just, just we'll drive in the car. Yeah. You know, owner not returning. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it made me feel good that it was going to a home where someone's going to enjoy it or, or yeah. even he'll sell it and get money and someone will want it. I like all of that. I'm, I'm just happy it didn't go into 
the dump. Yeah, we're recyclers. Today we uh, <laughs> had paint and some other stuff. Tires. Not that we wanted to recycle the paint, but you know, you want to dispose of it properly. You don't throw that down the, yeah, the gutter because they have little fish paint on the gutter and fish don't drink paint. So you got to you yeah. gotta take it to the right disposal place. Yeah, yeah, true. So I looked up the disposal place and we followed the directions and every block it says dump. Yeah, dump. You're dump, getting closer. Dump, dump. dump this way. Yeah. Then dump this way another area. So da, I was da, like, dump. we're going to dump this da, stuff. Dump. We get there, goes, no, sorry, we don't take paint. Or tires. And that was but all was like, we had to give. But it's a dump. <laughs> like we, we, we were turned down by the dump. The dump wouldn't even take our garbage. No, but it was interesting. He's like, oh, we don't do hazardous waste. Those are both hazardous. And then. Where am I supposed to take it? On a he two, said, dump it down your drain. No, he did The didn't. fish love it. He said, find a hazardous waste place. There's one around here. Yeah. Um, so we will look into yeah, that. Yeah, she said Sherwin-Williams. He said to go to Sherwin-Williams, which we know where that is. I, I think it's down on Lincoln, so we can find it. That's where we got our paint originally. Lincoln and just, Pico. Mm -hmm. We'll just give it back to him. Here you go. Hey, hey. Um, we'll also have to call tomorrow. But it was kind of interesting because it was a fortuitous thing because Sean had packed away the AAA for batteries. Three of us. Never mind, for two of us. For three of us. Um, but Sean packed away the AAA batteries. And we needed them for the lavaliers to film with Alexa, who was so gracious to give us like, what, four hours of her time today? I know. I felt bad. She but, was so good. You know, in our, our defense, the handymen are working on the unit above us. Mm -hmm. And get this, they installed pipes, new pipes for the upstairs unit. You know what they did? They installed the pipes on the outside of the building. They, they didn't put them on the inside. You guys. So what happens I've never when you don't seen hire like actual plumbers. Yeah. How do you run the pipes to the outside of the building? And what are those pipes? They're like small pipes. Like, why are they so tiny? Oh, yeah. Anyway, know. you guys, I don't even understand. Maybe I'll take a picture on Instagram so you guys can tell me what the fuck. But um, anyways. I'm going to send so, a photo to PJ and ask, ask him if it's him. up to code. Yeah, our cousin's a, a, a master plumber. So anyway, then Sean forgot those batteries. So we had to swing into CVS to get batteries. And as we're pulling out, I'm like, oh. Hey, here's this like tire auto repair shop. Let's just swing in here and see if they'll take our tires. And they did. Yeah. yeah. The guy was like, why not? I mean, they were in great shape. They're yeah. off the, the There's old. There's nothing wrong my with My old them. car. It's just that uh, I had the tires switched out and we had these three extra ones. Yeah. Because one was damaged, but the others Heavily were damaged. fine. The other ones so, were fine, but they, yeah. you know, you want to have matching tires. Or at least yeah. I do. Because well, in Los cause, Angeles. It can cause it. Yeah. Yeah. The rain here. Only happens once every five years. And so oil and crud accumulate on the road. Mm -hmm. And everyone here drives around with bald tires. I just drive around with a bald head. <laughs> but no, <laughs> bubble, everyone bubble. drives around with bald tires. I think that's a, a vast overstatement that a everyone does. Take a look at most cars, even fancy cars. They just, they, they don't switch their tires out as often they should. Mm -hmm. So then when it rains, all the oil rises on top of the road. people will get in accidents. Oh boy, this also, is like a skating Also, they don't know how rink. to drive in rain. They like ride each other's asses like normal mm -hmm. but hey buddy when you hit your brakes you're gonna slide because you don't realize what rain does yep. to things but anyway so, so that took our tires i was all excited <gasps> we were they're gonna make some money we're gonna we have to not make money but it, you know it was a good well we get to dispose of them properly and they'll be used again like the bookcase i feel good they didn't go into the dump yeah maybe someone will go in there for tires and they'll say you and know they can't afford exactly i got these other ones they just came in today that, and that person will be like yeah, 25 like, bucks a tire sweet amazing and it's exactly. all found money and everybody exactly. goes Everyone home wins. happy win win, Santa Monica. win 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 maybe someone who is us 10 years ago maybe it's the person who moves into our apartment and we'll have our tires and they'll put them in the garage again wouldn't yeah. that be you know and it comes full, full circle. circle baby full circle yeah hello welcome back to another episode of opinions that don't matter sometimes they matter i'm katie i'm sean i don't think they very they matter very much no i know but i just wanted to share 
one of our, and there'll be more, I'm sure. It's like stories in moving. But this is more of a story in recycling. The adventure is just beginning because we have a 30-hour drive, I think. Um, that'll be interesting. 20 hours, but we'll divvy it up into days. Yeah, two days. I mean, honestly, I'd drive it straight. Sean's a fucking lunatic. I don't like being in a car I that long. I love a road trip. I no. stick my head out the window like a dog. My tongue is flapping in the wind. No, but I just don't like being in a car that long. It's oh. not normal to sit for that long. Also, we're not supposed to be awake. I just, no, there's no there's way. There's a technique that I learned. I'd actually uh, learned this earlier. Would early you call on. it a technique? I already am very suspicious. The, uh, when I was in Jasper, when they had the bladder buster and the, the boys from Newfoundland were wearing the, uh, the undergarments, the depends. Um, we've told that story on the podcast, but uh, recently that technique has been used, I think, uh, by someone who must have known Newfies, uh, the astronaut who drove across the country because she was stalking the man. And uh, I don't remember that. She drove across country. She didn't take a break. She just wore depends the whole way. She was mad. She was going to. Clearly. Yeah. She was a lunatic um, astronaut. Why would that be what you want to compare yourself to? Well, if you're going to compare yourself to a lunatic, it might as well be, you know, top tier, like an astronaut or a scientist. No. You know, you don't want to be like a. You know, no. a failed lunatic. No, but anyway, I don't want to be in the car for 20 hours plus stops, which will be more than that. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know, it's 20 hours and some, maybe 21. But either way, I don't want to do it that way. No, I don't. So it'll be nice to just do like. I'm joking. I'm, I'm trying to bring levity to our trip. Oh, mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun trip. I'm I don't mind the I've drive. I've never done that drive. I've Me never neither. gone further than Phoenix. My cousin was funny about it because my cousin Amanda used to live out in Houston when she was going to school. And she, or I think it was her residency. Did maybe. she do the drive? A lot? No. She drove. So she paid a moving company to take her out there. And she drove out. And then two years later, she drove back or whatever. Um, But it was just funny because I was telling her we were FaceTiming the other morning. And we were talking about it. And she was like, because she's she lives in Washington State. So she's back there now. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, I mean, I've seen her house and she does live there. So Mm -hmm. that this is truth. It's the truth. Um. She was saying how she's like, you just drive through and it's just like rocks. And then they're like more red rocks and just like desert, desert. And then you're like, oh, I'm in Texas. And I was like, that's tumbleweeds. But it was just funny to me. She said Texas is actually beautiful. There's like lots of hills and it's actually greener than you think. And I mean, we feel that way about Austin. Yep. But it just cracked me up because I'm like, have you been to California? Like we always when we drive to Mammoth, it's all that way. We drive to Palm Springs. We drive down to like unless we're on the coast, like doing San Diego it's just rocks. And we drove out to Sedona for our honeymoon all those yeah. years ago. And just. Oh, that's I as actually, far as we've gone. Then. That's I actually further. don't mind the drive. And I know she's like, it's just dust and dirt. And I was like, but it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful. When you drive up north, you go through a t- uh, from Los Angeles to San Francisco. You go through San Francisco. San Francisco. You go through a town uh, by the name of Gilroy. And oh, the Gilroy, garlic. Yeah, they the have the garlic, garlic festival. That's where all the garlic is going, grown on the West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the weird stuff that you get that says it's made in China, I don't understand why you would buy garlic from China when it comes, you know, they we have so it much just here. like down the road. That uh, is very suspicious. Do not don't get that garlic. Suspicious. Also, don't. I think they irradiate that stuff. So do what does not. that even mean? I, uh, in order to eradicator, yeah, they shoot laser beams at it and they mm-hmm. clean it up. So bacteria is not on it and no pests, but then what does that do to us? Well, exactly. When like, they eat it. Yeah. So stay away from that garlic, but the California garlic. In Gilroy, when they have the garlic festival, you can smell it literally for almost 50 miles away, you maybe can. even more, maybe 100. I don't know. It's like just wafting through the air. 
and you ride that waft, baby. Oh. It's like when you know there's an Italian restaurant around the oh. corner. And you then just ride it in. Yeah. About 45 minutes into that wafting, you kind of, your stomach is rolling a little bit, but you're still into it, but you're a little. Anyways, I'm wondering if Texas is going to be like that. Like when we're driving, you just smell like dust. Barbecue? And tumbleweed. Yeah. Mm. And then we get to like mm. closer to Austin, you smell the barbecue. You know what I'm actually excited to drive through is new. Don't we drive through New Mexico? I'd assume we would, right? Old Mexico. Hmm. Old Mexico. Yeah, uh, you drive through. Uh, but I've never driven through New Mexico. I've never even been there. Me either. So I'm, I'm very excited. Also. Okay, yes. When we were in Sedona, Arizona, mm-hmm. paddling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. On the Verde River. Do you remember seeing all this stuff from? Yes, the old. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sorry. No, just uh, whatever Indian tribes that came before. Mm-hmm. There was like early stuff. It was petroglyphs or. Uh, yeah. I think anyways, but seeing that sort of thing, I mean, there's a lot of it in North America. I just haven't seen that much of it myself. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see. Remember the swallows too, that eaten into the, well, not eaten, but they dig in the dirt and make their nests in there. Yeah. And they were like all up against those walls. Yep. It was super cool. I highly recommend. Those are like mud swallows. Yeah. And they go to Capistrano in yeah. San, uh, San Juan. So I call it the dirty bird. That one bar. Called no. It. Well, we call it the dirty bird. But that's not why they call it that. I think, uh. I thought it was, it wasn't it swallow? What was it called? Yeah. Sandpipers. Oh, sandpiper. Yeah, it's like a sandpiper ah. bird. Hey, the more you know, Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach, San Juan Capistrano, we're going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. bye bye. We'll come back for I visits, think, though. I think that was actually Laguna Beach, technically, the yeah. sandpiper next yeah. to that Del Taco. That place was was a lot of fun back in the day. Remember the was... running man dancing guy? Everyone oh my else, God, everyone yeah. else would be dancing, doing their thing. And, and he, then would be he was like 70, it. which. Good for you to be out dancing, but he wouldn't go with anyone. He would just go out to rock out. He wasn't there to drink, pick up plays, nothing. No, he was there to dance. A hundred miles an dance, hour. Dance, dance, until he had sweated all the sweats. Yeah, and it was if like you talk to him, that's what he said. Oh, I, I yeah. come in to dance for a workout. Yeah. Good who, on you, buddy. Who doesn't love to dance? No. But he would just always be, I know Sean doesn't like to dance, but I think it's because you're too uptight and too worried about how you look. I'm not uptight. Speaking of uptight, uh, I have a medical condition going on right now. Oh, yeah. You you tell him because I stick a lump of coal at my butt. I'll turn into a diamond in six days or less. Right. (laughs) So Sean had this thing. uh, It started. Oh, it's been going on five years ago. No, more than that. Maybe. uh, Oh, yeah. 13 years ago, 14 years ago. Because you thought it was your wisdom tooth. I had my wisdom teeth pulled out and I had them pulled out because I was having a lot of pain in my jaw. And the doctor said, oh, yeah, your wisdom teeth are impacted. We're going to pull them. I said, okay, I'll schedule it. He goes, no, no, I'll do it right now. It'll take oh, like really? five minutes. I was like, uh, maybe I should get a second opinion. You, know, you start getting nervous because. It doesn't take very long. I think it was like 30 minutes. But you hear, you know, people's stories like, oh, yeah, like Sean Nichols had his done. And, you know, they get in there and they've got their foot on your shoulder and a pair of pliers. That's you not know? true. Don't okay. believe any of this jackassery there was no foot on my shoulder but the guy said i'll get it done before i go to lunch i was like okay cool you know i'll do it because i was in a lot of pain he literally re- reached in there with like it looked like a pair of uh, pliers they do pull them out with pliers but weren't you completely went, crack weren't you completely sedated crack. no no he he numbed me up with a general and uh that was it what yeah just i like went down for the count like laughing gas and all they're like count lauren took me yeah um, he said, I'm "If uh, so excited to see, that, that's an extra six dollars." I was like, yeah, "We're good. I'll, I'll just." That's a lie. <laughs> Hit me that with just, a doc. <laughs> that just doesn't. Who was this doctor? Did you find him in an alleyway? Yeah, doctor Spachemin. 
Uh, is this in Can Canada? Is this Canadian dentistry? Yeah. <laughs> what? No, it was here in uh, Laguna Niguel. Anyway, so I, I had it, it done. I don't trust it. And then uh, I felt pretty good. You know, uh, the pain was gone. But ever since then, there's been this pain that happens and it would come and then go. And it's like shooting headaches and it would last for like half an hour to six hours. Uh, and then it would go away and it would go away for a year or two years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it comes back and you know it comes back. You, well, you, we thought it was what's called trigeminal neuralgia. So if you want to look it up, you can look it up. But it's essentially the, the trigeminal nerve that runs like above your eyebrow, under your eye and down by your jaw, right? Yep. Um, it. Oh, there's a bug that is really interested in us. Um. Anyway, it's probably, I smell probably my wine. Oh, it's my fault. I brought him to the yard. Right. My wine brings all the bugs to the yard. Um. Anyway, trigeminal neuralgia is super uncomfortable, super painful, and we went and had to get an MRI. Anyway, went through all this stuff to try to get it treated, and finally found some stuff that actually kind of worked for Sean. Yeah. And then, uh, but then it had been we went gone to for like. Honestly, I haven't had that feeling for what, four years? At least. Yeah. Five years. I, it was, um, the last time was coming back from Montreal and it was New Year's. I think that was when your grandmother passed away. Yeah. So that trip, you know, maybe uh, stress or whatever. We think it's uh, stress induced. Also getting up in a plane, you know, the pressure changes and things like this, like it, it can trigger nerves, you know, cranial nerve. We're doctors. Listen to us. Right. So anyways, yes, uh, doctor. but it went away because I, I had a bunch of pills that that doctor gave me after I came back, I saw a neurologist. It's like anti-inflammatories and stuff, but she yeah. thought it was cluster headaches. Well, that that's what she narrowed it down mm -hmm. to. And she was a neurologist. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I take that over the GP that said trigeminal. Yeah. So she said that they're often misdiagnosed. Yep. Um, and one is like a, a stabbing pain and the other is like, uh, <laughs> they come in, in groups and they, it's like riding a wave. And that's what yours does. Yeah. And, and the, you ride a wave and get to the top and it's stabbing pain and then you come down and then you go. It sounds it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Remember that day you found me in the living room? And oh I was God. Like, so Sean's the type, I probably talked about this before, but sh so I'm the type that's like, I think something might be wrong. I should probably sleep in and not do anything today. Like I immediately, I'm like red alert. I could be catching a cold or something. Right. And then I'll be, I'll be like, can you go get me this or I need help or can you make dinner? He always makes dinner, but you know what I mean? Like you take care of me. I ask for it. I don't do anything. If I like I'm to sick. do things in privacy. Sean would like to die in the alleyway, you know, like dogs walk, like walk away from the house and run away to die. So they don't like uh, leave a mess for their owners or upset them. They like, yeah. they want to go on their own. So sad. You're that. <laughs> and so he, when he ever, whenever Sean says, help me or I need, I'm like, yes, sir. 100%. Cause I know that it's, it's fucking bad. And that was one of those times. Cause you were laying on the couch. I think we even had the other couch with yeah. me on this couch. And you said, I need you to help me. I have to go to the doctor. And I was like, righto. And yeah. at that point, because I still had my corporate job, we had fucking good insurance, man, man. And so we went and did, that was like the first time. Yeah, and that was the first. We big, went to the urgent that care. That was when it was like the first. It was time right it was after crazy. New Year's. It was like New Year's Day. Yeah, because we went out with Joanna and PJ mm -hmm. the night before. And remember, then I stupidly, because I had champagne the night before, had like kind of a headache, and so I was drinking some water, and I was like, "Oh, I'll take some aspirin." And then Sean's like, "I need gotta go." And I was like, "Okay." And then we go to the urgent care, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "I'm gonna throw up because I have aspirin on an empty stomach." <laughs> so I had to go throw hey, up in doc, the bathroom. Can you take her first? I was She's like, "We've got all sorts of problems, Sean. We're barely holding it together here." <laughs> Team America. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's back. And so. Oh, so. I uh, know it's stress induced. Yeah. So it came back. Um, but I had one pill left from many oh, years yeah. ago. And I A knew I had one pill. pill. But uh, guys, I lost my wallet today. 
and I couldn't find that and it was on my dresser. So good luck finding a pill in a bathroom when you're packing an apartment. And I didn't even know where, like, anyways, but I went rooting through it uh, three nights ago. When it first started, it happens in the, in the middle of the night, I think is when it started, right? Yeah, yeah. And I found it and I Googled it and sure as shit, it was, uh, it's called Gabapentin or Neurontin. It's mm-hmm. Neurontin, I think is the, is the brand name. No, is yeah, it's the brand name. Gabapentin is the, the chemical. Yeah. I Googled it and sure enough, it was the magic pill. I was like, oh, oh man, I popped it 30 minutes later. I was asleep. Fell asleep. No pain. Perfect. Fine. But ever since then, two it's times a day, around. three times a day, it's like. I won't be surprised if we get into the new house and then like a weekend it's gone. Cause yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> well, it's definitely I mean, there is stress for us here, whether you because when I told Sean, I was like, I think it's stress induced. He's like, well, I'm not stressed out. And I'm like, I hear you. I know you I don't know. feel it, but it's around us and it is stressful. Yeah. Life is full of stress. Yeah. But uh, enough about that. Okay. I apologize. That was my doom and gloom. The rest of the podcast. I don't think it's doom and gloom. We're just be... we're updating them. Yeah. So if Sean seems a little spacey, a little dizey. It's because he... That's the downside of this medication. A little I may be a little off. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, but I find myself spacing out. Mm-hmm. And when I took that first pill, and when I talked to Barry, I was like, dude, I have to tell you, because I don't take medication, right? Yeah, I take never. an aspirin and hardly ever. Um, that's it. I talked to Barry. I said, hey... Uh, I, I took this medication, so if I seem a little off, let me know. And he said, no, you seem fine. But I felt really uh, outside of myself. I was spaced I out. How, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it's not me. Or like blunted affect. So you don't think it was dissociation where you're like kind no, of no, watching no. yourself? No, not like that. It was just like. Okay. Just, well, because medication can trigger that also, by the way. Yeah, it was just, I just didn't feel like myself. I was, it was so strange. And. Anyways, but since then I've I've taken it several times because mm-hmm. uh, what a good high, right? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it just keeps it coming back. Yeah, the 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 pain comes back, so I, I've been taking it. But that's that feeling is lessened greatly. I think it's because mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that in my system for yeah, so long. The tolerance, and now I do, and I'm like, oh, whatever. But I was nervous about how much I was taking. Yeah, we so looked, I looked up all that up. stuff. Turns out you can take a ton of it, and yeah, which it's I'm like not. a hardcore aspirin is really no. I thought that's what Barry said. No, that's what the meloxicam is. Oh, we were talking all sorts of medicines. So anyway. All right, so enough of this garbage. I'm going to defeat it. I'm not going to be defeated by... We won't be. Cluster headaches. Cluster. Fuck you, cluster headaches. Get out of here. I should get a t-shirt that says that. Fuck you, cluster headaches. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys, we were going through our... our, And then I'm going to get into your letters because enough about us, but I have a lot of stories. Yeah. Let Um, me know if you uh, have dealt with this though. And uh, yeah, do you have any advice? Because we've done all the things that they've talked about. Yeah, like my finger behind my eye to stop the... No, they said not to do that. I know, but that one... Or you plug your nose and you you make pressure. But the problem is uh, this... Tear duct opens up and blows air across my eye. And then I'm always worried, like, am I blowing a booger across my eye? You know what I mean? Can you uh, do that? No. You, you've never done that? You blow your nose so hard that your tear duct opens never. up? Never. You know what I'm talking about, you guys <laughs> out there. You, you, At least one in five of you, when you blow your nose really hard, your tear... Because it's all connected. It is all connected. I'm not disputing that your oh, nose... You, but it's usually your nose, throat, like... And tear duct. <laughs> Apparently, in Sean's case, it's a little, little slippy wiring Eye, there. Ears, nose, oh, and throat, throat, isn't it? No, no, ear, nose, throat. We see Doctor Dicky for eyes. He's an ophthalmologist or whatever. Why is he called. always looking at my nose? I don't understand. Sean, he does not look up our nose at all. He does feel around here. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's true. Check us out. Okay, so okay. Enough of this crazy medical talk. But what We're I, not even doctors. No. No. Definitely not doctors. But when I was going through our filing cabinet, because most things are paperless these days, so we had some old ass files. And I found, I was thinking, because you were talking about, well, I get a t-shirt that says, you know, cluster headaches suck or whatever. Uh, or fuck you, cluster headaches. I found Dag. one of my old, thank God, paid off student loans. And my password was loans suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a bunch of numbers. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. Katie, you're so funny. Yeah. I try. You got to find it where, find the joy in a student loan where you can. Yeah. Sometimes I will make passwords for like random shit that I know I don't need long term and I'll make them stupid. Like, uh, I hope you suck an egg or something dumb or this, this really sucks and I hate your product. There are just too many darn passwords to keep so up with these many days. Passwords. And now it's all so these massive hacks like Sony know. Uh, had their big hack, Google, Facebook, you know, everybody's hacked. Hack, yeah, hacked. The hackers are getting hacked, Sean. <laughs> when I was trying all the North Koreans, that's what they're up to all the time. The North Koreans and Russians and Iranians. Okay. okay. You know, I was really proud of my joke the other day. And so I need to share it with the audience. Lay it on them. So I was in the office fi shredding files because they're old papers we don't need. Now there's a mountain of shredded paper and there's boxes in a garbage bag. Cause we're all packing over it. And, uh, no, there's no dim light. And I there, walk in. No, I don't. I'm in the office and our regular lights are on and I'm sitting there by the shredder with some files next to me going through them. And then there's the garbage bag where I'm putting all the shredded stuff when the shredder gets full because it's not very big. You know, it's not like industrial. We're not like a huge corporation. And Sean comes in and I go, the feds will be here any minute. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> I thought it was a good joke. That was a great joke. I made you giggle. Yeah. I thought it was good. So I had to share it with them too. Okay. Let's move on. Enough about us. We have a fun letter from Ashley. Are you oh, ready? Hello, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. And it says virtual game nights. Ah. We've played those. We did those. What's the one that um, everyone uses? It's what she's going to tell us about. I already, I skimmed, I, I, I cheated. I'm sorry, Ashley, but it's what we've played. So let's share. Okay. Hey, Katie and Sean, I'll keep this short and sweet as I'm only here to make a game night recommendation for you or anyone that's listening. There is a company called Jackbox Games, yeah, 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 which yeah. has a series of party game, uh, party game ish video games, uh, like things like trivia, deception games, Pictionary esque sorts of things, etc. You can play them in person or just via screen share along with Zoom as everyone uses their phones as controllers by entering a game code. They're a lot of fun. Discovering them was the silver lining in losing my much love actual game nights to COVID. I think you'll like them unless you already knew about them. In which case, just consider this me stopping by to say hello. And um, Albania borders on the Adriatic, of course. Come now. Uh, don't make me get on that on that there speak pipe and sing it to you. Albania, Albania. And then, orders on the Adriatic. And then she sends the link for Jackbox games. But we'd played that with uh, Cameron and Caleb and who else? I feel like we played with quite a few people. Yeah, their crew. Cameron and Caleb twice. Yeah. Anyway. Dan, Dan Facey. Oh, yeah. Dan Facey. Yeah. yeah. Fun, fun. Yep. Uh, oh, so Jackbox. Here's mm -hmm. here's a story about that. Yeah. Thanks for the recommendation, by the way. Yes. And it's a couple bucks. Just so you know, there's one person that has to pay $5. I think. Yeah. I thought it was awesome, but I didn't know it was costing um, I offered the, the a Venmo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, but, but I like, didn't know what it cost, you know, and, and I felt bad. I was like, let's play another round. I was like playing with someone else's money. You know? I mean, I think the way people view things, I, you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I view things now is like, hey, I'd have people over and I'd like have bought food or true. drink or whatever, and I wouldn't ask them to like pay for it. You know, that's true. 
man, it was so nice. The other night we had friends over for the very first time, mm -hmm. I think during all of COVID. Yeah. Alexa and Matt were the first ones we had over. In a year. No, we, more than a year. Cause it, it yeah. we went on lockdown in March. Yeah. Cause we've gone to their house once and went yep. to Shana Rylands, but we haven't been. So and we had Matt people over Rebecca. into our inner sanctuary. We haven't had anybody. And I was like, uh, if we're going to catch it, it's going to be in this thousand square foot box. This is my. <laughs> but we didn't. Everybody's been safe. This is my, uh, what does Michael say this, about the office? Oh, this is the hospital where I was born and this will be the grave where I die or yeah. something like that. Where I'm super, buried. Yep. Uh, yeah. We're getting out of this place. I know. We gotta get out of I was telling place. Alexa, I'm like not equal parts at all, but I'm probably like 80% super fucking stoked. And then 20% like, oh, I would love to keep a, an apartment in Santa Monica as a pied à terre. You know, mm -hmm. like a little apartment, you just hit the street, you walk outside and you're back in town. We don't have that kind of money. Unfortunately. But there's nothing stopping us from coming and vacationing and airbnb -ing. Well, like, that's the thing that's beautiful about it is... We have friends with a little sweet little... Oh, yeah, Abba. Yeah. And we could... Jesse. We could, uh, we could borrow theirs. We have to let them know ahead of time because they book up a long time in advance. And it doesn't have a full kitchen, but we could pop into their house if they don't mind. No, but that's part of the joy is, you know, if things are open again, all the kitchens will be open. So it'll force yep. us to go out and yep. we've got surfboards and beach bikes. That's true. Ooh, but Ooh they're, they're moving to Idaho. So Not get yet. it while it's quick. We got like two years. Right. <laughs> Maybe we'll go in on a little place with them somewhere. Here. Ooh, we should. Little, we should. A little timeshare. First timeshare. Well, I'll spend the time there and you share it. <laughs> oh my God. You share it with me. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? You're going to like the subject line of this. Okay. So this is from Buzz. Hi, Buzz. Hey, Buzz. Buzz Lightyear? What buzz, are we talking buzz. about here? Buzz Buzz. I, I don't know if I want to... I, I would never share last names unless... So, yeah, so yeah. Fair enough. Buzz from Canapolis, North Carolina. Canapolis. I think I'm saying that right. But the subject line reads, hockey is alive and well in the South. I can even tell from his avatar. Oh. You know who he's a fan of. Yeah. It says, hey, Katie and Sean, my name is Buzz, and I am 36 living in Kannapolis, North Carolina, home of NASCAR's greatest driver, Dale Earnhardt Sr. But today, we're going to discuss a different sport, which we probably both agree is the best sport. Whoa. That takes a lot for someone hockey. from. It's, it's hockey. All caps. Hockey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> to, well, to put this over NASCAR, it's a very high compliment. It is. Okay. Because Buzz, NASCAR, like I'm on the right path, buddy. But I have family members who are really into NASCAR. Like my I mean, aunt and uncle. The size of racetracks. Yeah. It is insane. It, people fucking love it. It's at a hundred thousand people. I there. have aunts and uncles on my mom and dad's side who have like the jackets and they had the tickets and they would go and a like lot they're of number super, threes. super stoked. Yeah. Super stoked. Okay. So best sport is hockey. My girlfriend Molly has written. Oh, uh, hey, what's up, Buzz? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, okay. this is the Kaniac. This is the Kaniac. Okay. All right. And he likes us because we also love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's how she got him in, I believe. Right on. My That's girlfriend Molly has drug. written in a couple of times to the show and the last time mentioned what a big hockey fan I was, especially for the Canes. Yeah, yeah. Hurricanes. Sure. I wanted to share or I wanted to write in to share what it's like to be a fan of a small market team in a non-traditional hockey market. Hey, buddy, your team is kicking ass. So hats off to you. However... I still have a problem with the ownership, but oh, that aside, the players the, are studs, man. This is a that's great the weird season. away jersey thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, fine. What a great team. That has nothing to do with the team. You're I right. Know. Correct. Okay. And a great coach as well. So yeah, most kids my age can pinpoint the origin of their fandom to three words. Are you ready? Yeah. Because it's our age. Okay. Or I mean, well, he's thirty six. I'm, I'm thirty seven. I'm so an old man. That's okay. But you're gonna know this. 
the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Everybody watched that movie. Right. Ashley, my one of my best friends growing up, she fucking loved that movie. We would watch it over and over and over. And she loved it the same way that I loved Wayne's World. You know, uh, Disney, you can never underestimate the power of Disney. And they put so much money into that team. And the, well, the movie first, but then the team came along and uh, it, it was a big investment to to put another team in the Southern California marketplace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, OK, so Buzz, as a the child, fandom sees the Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks and he's like, I want to be just like Emilio Estevez. That's just like all the kids I grew up with. Obviously, this movie was fantastic for a kid who was around seven or eight. I remember begging my parents to get me some inline skates. So many of my friends wanted that. I had to settle for wheels over blades since the term ODR, outdoor rinks, mm -hmm. did not exist in the South. Because makes sense. Too hot. Well, no, outdoor rinks, like they, they have... Uh, like cement ones? Yeah, mm -hmm. they they have... They're kind of weird, too. Like they're banked. They they have like oh, a almost like a elevation. Like a skateboard the, park? <laughs> Not that high of a bank, but oh. it, it depends. I, I don't want to speak for the whole. Uh, but interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So. Oh, no. But if he's talking about blades over wheels. Then, yeah. Yeah. He's talking about real skates. Wheels okay. over blades. Yeah. Had to settle for wheels instead of blades. Is okay. what he's saying. He had wheels instead of blades. I gotcha. don't think is what he means. Since the term outdoor rinks did not exist in the South. And the only ice rink was in a mall over an hour away. Yeah. Same as me. That's when I first learned to ice skate was Ashley's birthday, actually, because she loved my ducks. We go ice skating. Okay. So backyard street hockey is what we got. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, it's like uh, reminds me of our cousin Lisa playing spongy and stuff. You're like out in the street doing your thing. Da, da, da. <laughs> you know, there's obviously on like a frozen over pond or whatever. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. I remember my first NHL game when the Canes were playing the Rangers and the Rangers happened to have a player wrapping up his career in New York at the time. Who, you ask? Why, the great one himself. I remember one time our old coach who came from Toronto, Paul Morris, mm -hmm. once said, is it Morris or Maurice? Maurice. Maurice. Once said he couldn't check his mail without reports of asking reports asking him questions about the game. Once he came and coached in, uh, in North Carolina, nobody even knew who he was. Rod Brendamore was traded here from Philly and asked the hotel clerk how to get to the rink. And the person behind the desk didn't even know there was a team in North Carolina, let alone that very city. You know, that's kind of a blessing, I think, for uh, a lot of players to play in a market. It's a blessing and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. You want to play in a, in a town where the fans are nuts. But when things aren't going well, uh, the yeah. fans and the press will tear them to shreds in a smaller marketplace. You know, the pressure isn't as great, although... The highs aren't as great either. Like oh, yeah, if you're the, doing well and no one's showing up, no like one that happened attention. with the Ducks for many years. You go to a game and there's like, I don't know, 10,000 people, 9,000 people at some of the games and the team was doing great. That seems like a lot of people, but those stadiums hold like 30,000, right? So it was like a third full. Yeah. Uh, the Duck Pond, well, no longer the Duck Pond. Yeah. But, yeah. Where did the Ducks go? No, they're still there. They just changed the name around every once in a while. Like, oh, because it's not yeah. the Duck Pond. It was the Arrowhead uh, Stadium and... What's the one? Ring. Where did we go? It was Anaheim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the duck pond. It, but it was called something else. Yeah. I was the trying Arrowhead to remember. Pond or, I, don't I don't know. Nobody cares. Okay. Anyways. The bottle. The bottle. Years later, the Canes found themselves fighting for a spot in the Stanley Cup finals after knocking off the Devils, yeah. Canadians, and Maple Leafs. Yeah. They would go um, on to lose to the Red Wings in 2002 finals, but my fandom began. <clears throat> I remember before that moment, a lot of people down here didn't even know North Carolina even had a hockey team. 
After a few terrible seasons and a lockout season, the Canes were back and they were good, winning the Stanley Cup in 2006. Uh-huh. The greatest sports moment I've currently witnessed in my life. The Stanley Cup is honestly like pretty amazing. Oh, the hair on the back of my neck just stood up. <laughs> <laughs> Sean gets so excited. Um, it's it's amazing because unlike the Super Bowl, and this is no dog on football because I love football. But unlike the Super Bowl, where you just have like one game and yes, you have like your finalists from the East and the West and, you know, you do all there's like those people and then they they fight. They like play each other and then they go to the Super Bowl. You just get one game a piece. So you just have to win those games where the Stanley Cup feels like it goes on forever because you have to win best of seven. It's a grind. It's and it's honestly it takes forever. To obviously, get to the it's cup. the best team. To some extent, but there's this huge component called injuries and exhaustion where people start to get super tired and worn down and end up getting hurt or something happens. And so a lot of times it's just the health of the team that allows you to persevere. And it's a total team sport. You cannot win a game with just one superstar. No, everyone no. has to be firing. Everyone has to be Ask on the same David page. how that's been going for him. Right. Not so well. Yep. Or what's his butt? Uh, don't tell me. Austin Matthews. I knew it would come to me. He needs to shave his weird mustache. Makes him look like a creep. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Enough from our peanut gallery or my <laughs> peanut gallery. Hey, anytime you, mm-hmm. you are willing to talk hockey, Katie, I will just clam up. and. Well, and... you have Buzz to thank for this. All right, Buzz. But I don't mind talking hockey. I can hockey talk. You went to a game. We went to see we the did. Ducks and the Canadians. Mm-hmm. And it's fun, right? Yes, I, I enjoy being at the game. I do not like that stadium. It's very uh, steep. And fucking dangerous. Yeah. I mean, not that people are going to get wasted at the hockey game. But, but you get good views when it's that steep. Yeah, but the steep, you guys, the cement stairs, it made me so nervous to even stand. And I'm it's not like even afraid. It's like they're made for little kids. Like yeah. a, a size three shoe doesn't fit. Yeah, they're, and you have like big people like jumping up and cheering. I'm like, holy fuck, man. That's a dicey one. It's very dicey. And it just makes, makes me nervous. Dicey. Makes me dicey. But I didn't even want to stand up because I was like, and I'm going to die. It just, I, I couldn't do it. Um, okay. Other than that, love the game. Love watching it. But I'm going to sit. Thank you very much. I'm going to wait for everybody else to file out while I slowly make my way up like a grandma. Okay. Um, it would have only, okay. So he's saying that they won the Stanley cup in 2006, right? Greatest sports moment of his life. It would have only been better if I had been able to attend the game in person. Of yeah, course. Oh my God. Sure. As a fan, like most sports fans, we have highs and lows and we hit some lows with a 10 year, uh, playoff drought. Welcome to the Canadians. We were always <laughs> in the, <laughs> oh, sorry, did I just hit you with that one? Yeah. You didn't see it coming. Mm. You just showed me the funniest meme yesterday. I know. What did it say? I forget. It said 17 Canadians have tested positive. And then at the bottom, it said for sucking at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of the lows I was weak and I had to laugh at Peter sent it. They're, it's not my they're fault. playing Peter like Mar shit a little. Blame Peter Marr. Yeah. Okay. We love Peter Marr. Okay. Um, 10 year playoff drought. We were always in the conversation of should we even have a team? Yeah. Ugh, I hate that. Because if you love your team, you're like, no. Yeah, and if no one's showing up, they'll mm-hmm. sell it. You know, they'll well, it's like it. the Rams. We have the Rams and the fucking Chargers up here now. Should they be relocated back to Hartford? Oh, they're from Hartford, Connecticut. You can't even find Hartford on a map. Hartford's one of those cities that existed. I, no offense if you're from Hartford, anybody. Yeah, but like it's beautiful, but it's not like Whalers. a major, major city. I mean, it is, but it's just. I don't think of it as, but maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. I never hear people saying they're going to Hartford. Yeah, it's a big People might be like, oh, I live outside the city. That's what they would say. Mm. 
or send them to Quebec like the NHL did sending the Atlanta tra- Thrashers to yeah. Winnipeg. Right. I um it got hard defending a team that had low attendance and wasn't winning but then buddy i had to root for the montreal expos a baseball team for my whole life and that was hard to to swallow like were they sucky no they were great just no one ever showed up to the games it was Mm. it was really odd well i i think a lot of that has to do with marketing and stuff like that i feel like it's because if people aren't showing up obviously in la we have a shit ton of things that we what we used to where we could do things right like vegas there's a lot of competition but if the marketing is good and you make the stadium fun yeah. and there's great food and drink and you make things kind of reasonably priced but cool and tickets are cheap, like you can sell it out. Here's I a, think people f- like screw the pooch in the marketing department. I you know, give them a ring a ding. Yeah. Being a diehard fan of a sports team, though, mm-hmm. like you start to have these weird doubts in your life. Like, am I going to die before the Canadians win another Stanley Cup? <laughs> you think of things like that? <laughs> I absolutely do. It's been a very long time. I've only seen two during my lifetime. And like, well, maybe more, but I, I, I'm not going to remember, you know, yeah. like, so this to me is like a thought. I'm like, I'm, I'm 46 right now. What happens if it's when I'm like 90 or something? I you know, watched I the Seahawks since I was a child and they never won until exactly. And recently. so the victory was it 2008 the victory after a drought is oh so sweet and i just can't wait to crow like a proud is it rooster? crow crow anyway. i don't you know it's more that's us that's right i'd be so excited okay let's work on the cheer but yeah. yes we'll workshop that we got time <laughs> this year's not their year i don't think <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say that exactly, but like, <laughs> we'll work oh, on it. I am going to. We got time. We'll work on it. Okay. We'll get you a real good cheer. You get a cheer coach and everything. I get feel like ready. it needs to be a little joie with a little English. Oh, for sure. I can do it in a little Franco, little. <laughs> got to fully. You got to be like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. If you could work in like a a tab of noosh, it'd be kind of fun. Oh. Just like a soft a soft curse word. Yeah. Okay. Gosh darn it. Gosh, gosh. Um. Oh, now I lost my spot. Okay. Um, it got hard defending the team, blah, 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 the low attendance. Oh, okay. Here it is. It got hard defending a team that had low attendance and wasn't winning, but then the face of the franchise all changed with the single ping pong ball. In 2018, the NHL had the draft lottery and the Canes were expected to be drafting around the 11th or 12th spot. The ping pong ball popped up for the number 12 pick and it uh, wasn't Carolina which meant that they will now draft in the top three. Woo-hoo! The Canes went on to draft Andre Shnekov. Shnekov. Sorry, it's their names. It's like Arshtiri Lekanen. You look yeah. at that and you'd be like, a <laughs> and had a new head coach in Rod Brindermore. Yep. And Rod's the man. And I said that right? Rod yep. Brindermore? Brindermore. Okay. Because it's spelled like all different too. It has an apostrophe and everything. A little act. Accente. A surefire Hall of Famer at some point in many's opinion. We finally had some key players who could help make a serious run. Guys like Aho Hamilton. Is that Aho? Yeah, Sebastian Aho is one hell of a player. We tried to get him from you guys and uh, we didn't get it. But Slavin? Yeah. And Justin Williams. Yeah. I remember being at the game when they finally clinched a playoff spot. The crowd was magic. The energy of a sports team doing well is fucking amazing. Yeah. I think that's exciting. And I do. That's something that I feel like as an adult, we were just talking to Alexa about this, like doing things that you're not that good at and getting good at them. Like we don't do it as adults anymore. And we kind of get stuck in ruts. And I miss 
being challenged by a sport, like a team sport and the energy that comes along with that and the constant challenge to like get better, try new things, do differently, you know? Also getting caught up in mob mentality is kind of fun. Like not like a, you're, you're doing something bad, but you know, we're no riots, more like we're going to work together. (laughs) Everyone's cheering in unison for the same thing. It's, it's one thing if you're cheering for your team in your living room, but you, you put yourself in a stadium with X amount of people and, yeah, you I, pick up on the energy. I don't care what your sport is. You know, it, it could be chess matches or, I don't do know, they cheer? underwater basket weaving. It doesn't matter. If everyone is cheering at the same time for the team. It's exciting. It is. And and you it's feel infectious. You feel greater than yourself. You know, you're, yeah. you're part of something bigger. Well, then you like, I mean, whenever, not that this happened to me a lot, but then you like high-fiving strangers. You're like, yeah, yeah, everybody's so excited. Right. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. But it's fucking me. Yeah. Like you're just all in it oh, together. Yeah. Oh, sports when you could go out in groups. Okay. It'll be back. It'll be back. I have now you have faith. to wrap yourself in bubble wrap and a mask and you're like, hmm. Just virtual have to high five. Yeah, you can high five everybody. Just have like your own air supply. Right. It's, it's just in the air. The poison. Get high on your the own poison. supply. Yeah. Or don't get well, you can get high, I guess, but don't get sick on your own supply. That's right. the thing. Okay. I've met some wonderful people in the last few years from going to games, from Facebook groups, and of course, tailgating before games. Right on. A benefit to warm weather climates. 100%. In Washington, to do tailgate, everybody would always be like, oh, we're going to tailgate the Husky, because everybody I know is a Huskies fan, okay? Cougars, no offense, but Huskies all the way. And it's just that's how Washington is. It's like, you know, in Oregon, it's the Ducks or the Beavers. I don't like either of them because I'm from Washington. But... So everybody I knew loved the Huskies. So they'd be like, oh, we're going to go tailgate the football game. We're going to go. And like people would show up just to tailgate. Wouldn't even have tickets to the game. They'd be like, peace out. We're going to watch from home, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's fucking cold and like rainy. And half the time you couldn't even barbecue properly. So it, it's, it was just yeah, like. Tailgating uh, in San Diego for football amazing. was nuts. People would show up with like massive barbecue rib. Everyone is out in shorts and yeah. t-shirts and their bathing suits, slip and slides in the parking lot. I mean, it was crazy. And Tailgates you know, fun. are fun in yeah, warm weather. But in warm weather, right? It's beautiful. By the time you got into the game, though, you're tired. And That's the thing. You've a already been sore from the slip and slide in the parking lot. You've you know? already, I mean, you've been par- like day drinking is terrible for me because then I fall asleep at like 4 p.m. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has been over a year since I've been to a game, but I can't wait to get back to a full building once things get back to how they were before COVID. Same. I leave you with something I put together, or I will leave you with something I put together before. Sorry, I'm reading this wrong. I'll leave you with something I put together during my quarantine after buying and mostly trading uh, and several post office trips. I put together a sports memorabilia room in my house. I look forward to seeing how the season goes as the Canes once again find themselves at the top of their division. What have been your thoughts of the realignment this season in in more of a baseball style schedule and teams only playing seven different teams all year or in Montreal's case, six? Thanks for your constant entertainment. And of course, go Canes. Buzz. Oh, it's so cool. Hey, Buzz. Thanks for writing Look in. at this cool room. Oh, Sean, are you jealous? Dude, it looks good. You can scroll down because there's yeah. like his, the Hartford sticks Wheeler and stuff. Hartford stuff going on here. No, oh, it's rad. Oh, got a couple of signed sticks Sports here. memorabilia is pretty cool. Right on, dude. Yeah. Thank the Lord for eBay. Nice bobblehead collection too. Oh, oh I didn't get that far. So, uh, I appreciate you sending this, is, uh, this in, Buzz, because I am about to decorate my own... Uh, uh, hockey man cave at some point. And uh, although Katie doesn't know yet, we'll do it tastefully, you know, um, with a big giant red lamp that goes. You know? <laughs> oh, like Peter Mars little <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh my God. Oh, the bobblehead collection. Yeah. yeah. 
Good job, dude. Thanks for writing in. We appreciate it. Anyone who writes in about sports, it's always welcome. I know that uh, not everyone I love it. out there. Uh, Stall. Yeah. He used to play for the Kings. Well, there's three of them too. Oh, <laughs> it was funny. I, uh, cause he's on our team now. Well, one of them is. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the stalls and he definitely like did not score when he had an open net that one time member. And I was like, stall. What does that like mean? Something else stalled on that one. Oh, and here are Fitzsimmons. Oh, remember? Yes, his kit, the there kit eyes. Nice. Oh, they look so fluff. So floofs. That looks like Toby, our other cat, kind of. Oh, yeah. You know, look at the floof. Yeah. Oh, my God. Too cute. Thank you for sending over Buzz. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I think sports is one of the wonderful things. And we have a neighbor I was talking to him about. Uh, we were chatting out in the alley. Oh, Derek? Yeah, mm -hmm. when he helped us take the bookcase out. I'm super and nice. Yeah. I really appreciate it because I was going to hurt myself pulling it out of the apartment. Right? I, and I couldn't help enough. I'm, I'm it's too, a little heavy. I'm too weak, Sean. No, you're not too weak, but I don't want you to pull your back. I also, yeah, I didn't want to strain. Like 22 year old me be like, I got this. I'll figure it out. Right. But, but we were talking yeah. and I said, I don't know how we're going to, going to go forward with everyone fighting and like mm -hmm. left and right and Republican, Democrat, whatever, you know, no one's on the same page. Can't agree on facts. And yeah. he said, as soon as the, pandemic rules have loosened enough so that people are back into sports and getting to the stadium. Mm -hmm. It's an outlet. You aren't going to see people sitting in a Republican section or a Democrat section. You're going to see people in a, in well, a stadium that are just draw. They're going to forget about all this craziness well, not need, forget about it, but you know, yeah, but we need the connection, a, a joined excitement. So we were talking about that energy and yep. also you need a fucking outlet. You need to like, not be siloed in your apartment. Like when gyms house. were closed, I know they were high spread places but people need to fucking have something to do yeah in la some of them moved them outside and i was like praise jesus people are fucking losing their minds yeah what i wouldn't give for like a yoga class but he's saying that when you're all there cheering for a sport or all there cheering for a team yeah you forget it about matter. the politics yeah it you doesn't just, matter you know so i'm that i'm really excited for that because it shouldn't matter it never used to people yeah. fucking lost their minds yeah lock us up and have chaos online and on Although, tv and we i would pay to see mm -hmm. Um, like gladiator games where you Ooh. had uh, the nerds from CNN versus the nerds from Fox versus Ooh. the nerds from uh, MSNBC. MSNBC. And they just got in the ring and they, where's the know, BBC they, in this? Are they, are they the ones that call it each other They're death like with NBC? microphones, you know? Yeah. We'll have the BBC calling it. Cause I like their accent. Yeah. That would be awesome. But I want it to be, uh, that's a little dark American gladiator, <laughs> With like the, you know, remember back in the eighties when they had like all the American, it was like American right, right. Gladiator with the, the with foam. With Nerf guns. Yeah. The foam We're pokey sensible things. people. We don't want to have, um, yeah. you know, uh, violence. You know, I was a little wrong when I said beat each other to death yeah, with no. microphones, but maybe foam, I think foam microphones foam would be kind of funny. Yeah. Pa -pa, pa -pa. I would still like to play that game, by the way. American Gladiator. I would 100% sign up <sighs> if we had the opportunity. Yeah, you know yeah. what I wouldn't play is that water one that people died. Oh, MDX or... No, remember we watched it on TV. It was like not wet and wild, but what was it called? Yeah, slip and break your neck. Slip and die, drown. Yeah. Get Eesh. your hit your head and drown. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know what they're thinking, but I'm not gonna lie. We kind of liked to watch it. It was very ridiculous. But if I could have a giant Nerf gun, like a Gatling gun, and you're running across the the gym, oh. and I was trying to get you with what was the the game that we used to watch on Spike TV, where it's like it's a Asian. I don't know if it's like Chinese, Japanese. I have no idea. I think it was but Korean. It's dubbed. It or looked. Maybe. Or is it Japanese? I have I no idea. MDX or MXD. I think we've talked about we've it. We've talked about it, but it was dubbed. Yeah, I think I looked it up even because we couldn't remember. 
but it was dubbed in English. But that's also funny because that's another one of those things yeah. where it's like weird foam balls rolling towards you. You have to jump into this and then out into this. And if you get hit, they're like, wah, you know. So anyways. Sports talk with Sean and Katie. <laughs> what sports do you watch out there? Are you into anything? What's your jam? Who's Let your team? Know. You do watch you, swimming? You, you watch. Are uh, you from Gloucester and you do the cheese rolling? Did I nail that? Did I, did I pronounce it right? I hope I did. Okay. <laughs> They've told me many times. Okay, let's get into it. Emily. Hello, Emily. OTDM intern staff writer saved by possession? Question mark. I am intrigued. Saved by possession. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's learn. Hi, Sean and Katie. Hi, Emily. I'm Emily. I submit to you my application to be an intern staff writer. Uh, live. Accepted. Uh, totally accepted. Super stringent, but you already flying colors. Live from my Swedish high school. I would offer you my CV, but I have no experience. So you just have to take my word for it that I'm talented. We take your word. In a previous episode, the two of you were talking about religion, and it reminded me of one of the many times that I've been baptized. Many times. How? Let's let's. I have so many questions, but let's just keep <laughs> I going. I enjoyed it so much. I told the next church that no, I've never been baptized. I oh my god, this gets so good, Emily. Thank you. For, oh my god. Okay, ready? Yeah, yeah. During my mom's search for God. As one does. I've been baptized seven times in six different religions, but that's a different funny story. That's kind of smart, though. You try them all out, see what the potluck dinners are like. You know, you know this one's a little who weird. Makes the best Let's brisket. keep going. <laughs> Spoilers, it's the Jews. <laughs> okay. My brother and I are about nine years apart and really close. I love this kid more than anyone else in the world. And he's really protective of me, even though he's younger than me. So here's the story. I am 13 years old and my mom has convinced me that to be saved from what I'm not, I'm still not really sure that I need to get baptized again. This wasn't one of those small baptisms where they just pour some water on you. No, this is the kind where they have a hidden pool behind the altar. Yes. And they take the die and rise again thing seriously because you have to go like under the water oh yeah like john the baptist style like, they do that um yes they do that also um when i was baptized i did it i was like i don't know 12 15 somewhere my mom wanted me to choose to do it so when i was active in church i got oh, baptized really? and it was like in a little hot tubby thing and it was oh that's nice it was they like that jets, and you just kind of they dip you they just oh, dip you that's cool. i don't even know i think you go under but they like hold your breath and then that you plug your nose and they do purple. But uh, in Sex and the City, when Charlotte converts to Judaism for Harry, she like walks into a pool mm. and goes underwater and then is rebirth. But you have to be like naked, like the little ladies are there to like put the shawl on you and then you're reborn a Jew. It's oh. it's kind of interesting. All right. Should we, we should create our own. Maybe we baptize an urn brew. Just kidding. It's better, better than being baptized by fire, you know, like I'd be like, Ooh. no, no, I'm not down with that religion. Keep going. Yeah, your, your feet will get medium rare, like. You know, Pam, when she ran across the coals. Okay. So she had to get baptized again. This wasn't one of those small baptisms. No, this was the kind where they have a hidden pool behind the altar and they take the die and rise thing seriously because I thought the man was trying to drown me. <gasps> That's terrifying. My little brother wasn't willing to sit quietly in the audience. And they, so they let him come with me. So there we are. I'm in this pool and the pastor with the pastor and my little brother is on the sidelines. I'm already very excited about the story, Emily. The pastor's giving some speech about give yourself to God and then dunk me. Well, my four-year-old brother was not having any of it. He charged the pool and did a diving tackle to do, to like do his own already. saving. 
all the while screaming, no, she's my sister. You can't have her. <laughs> Don't hurt her. You can't have her. Not today, Satan. Don't hurt her. <laughs> Jesus, back down. I came up for air gasping because the pastor had fallen on top of me. Oh, my God. This is excellent. Oh, my God. My brother was hitting and biting the man to save me. And the two other church members are running through the water to get my brother off of the pastor. This is, hey, it's like a scene you, out of a movie. <laughs> it is. You need a brother like that. He's got to have your back, you know. Mm -hmm. To this day, there. I feel like as a community, we could write the most badass script for a movie. Right. It's called Religion's Gone Wild. Okay. To this day, there are still people that are sure my brother was possessed. Oh, my God. He's four years old and thought they were trying to drown you and kill right. you and send you off to Jesus. He says a strong moral compass. Yeah. Or, you know, loves his older sister. Yeah. He was like willing to risk, you know. He's a he's a brave man, you know. <laughs> at a, four. At a four-year-old's body. Launch himself on top of the pastor. Biting, kicking, fighting. He's a little Viking. They're I appreciate Sweden, right? him. This is in Sweden? Yeah. By the way, your written English is phenomenal. It's beautiful. That's, it's, again... <sighs> My except, Swedish is a little accepted. rusty. I know it. I don't really speak much. I speak it second best. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they thought her brother was possessed. And to this day, anytime I get into a large body of water and my brother is around, I shout, I'm getting in of my own free will. <laughs> <laughs> to which he rolls his eyes and I laugh. <laughs> don't worry. I'm consenting. To, I'm, I'm doing it on my own volition. That's cute. Anyway, I hope you guys are well. Please let me be an intern. I promise to never leave religious pamphlets in your office. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sending COVID-free COVID -free hugs. Emily, OTDM intern staff. Writer. Well, Emily, uh, after that, that uh, I would say you're not an intern. You're a full-fledged staff writer. That's an excellent story. Well-written. And uh, you brought it's, levity to the audience. And it's traveled around the world. I love it so much. Yeah. Thank you. 10 out of 10. Thank Keep you writing. Yeah. Send, send it in. Um, that's hilarious. And also I'd like to hear about those multiple baptisms and what, right. what are the religions? The yeah. What, let us know. Which ones were kind of boring. You know, who's got again, the best potlucks. Yeah. Churches always have. It's potlucks. always about the potluck for me. I'm like, what do they bring? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. There's this lady speaking of potlucks. Yes. So I don't know if anybody else can like commiserate with me, but Growing up in a country, like in the country, in a country setting, when people say they're bringing a salad to an event. It means mayonnaise. It doesn't mean there's lettuce. There actually can even be Cool Whip in it. And it's. <laughs> you just don't want Cool Whip and mayonnaise because they look the same. <laughs> they taste very different. No, but I, uh, I didn't realize this. And I think I might have talked about this before, but I didn't realize this until probably it may be like six years ago. Cause I think we were already married and we'd gone home and usually I'd go to events and my mom would already have planned what she was going to bring. But this time she was like, well, what kind of salad should we make? She'd asked me and we were going to, I don't know, somebody probably for a barbecue or something. And, and Sean and I, I was like, I like, Oh, I'll ask Sean. She's like, good. Yeah. Get his, in his take on it and we'll pick something. And so I came back to her and I was like, well, we thought we'd just do, you know, like a vinaigrette and like, you know, you have those fresh peppers out of the garden and some I know, dill. She has a and, beautiful garden oh, with yeah. these vegetables. And I want I want to eat all the stuff out of that garden all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm out there pulling carrots and beans, she's thinking, cans, green beans. So we were talking. I was like, oh, well, we'll just get, do the green lettuce with like the bell pepper and a little bit of the spicy pepper and some dill. And then Sean makes this really good dressing. And she was like. Oh, no, not a green salad, like another salad. So I was thinking, and I forget what she'd said. There were like other, you know, who knows. But 
so that goes on my whole life and ended up being like you know broccoli crunch salad or something which has which broccoli is dope. in it, it delicious like, those are really good i enjoy those salads but my I body doesn't up, enjoy them yeah i just grew up i, I never really I didn't, we didn't do salads like that. I think it's like a, it's a, you, maybe US all, I don't know. I'd love to hear from our audience, but oh, that's the request this, this week. Send it in to otdmpod at gmail.com. The most like non green salad that you have had made or tell us about some instance like this where someone said, bring a salad and you, like us, were like, oh, a vinaigrette and a, some lettuce and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, 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 no. You know what, though? I, I take that back. Uh-huh. I'm going to make a retraction now. Okay, because, retraction. Because we did have macaroni salad as a kid. Yeah, and potato we didn't have salad. potato salad. But beyond that, we didn't have oh, that many so we, other varieties. We didn't, I don't, we have a lot of other varieties. I like a little celery chopped up in my macaroni salad, I'll be honest. But I do not like tuna fish no sean Oof. hates tuna fish i like pickle in a lot of things yeah, i like good. a little pickle juice i like the, the zing shout the out zing. to someone who didn't sponsor our podcast oh. this week but we have discovered grillo pickles grillo 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 you guys i cannot recommend them enough i am of i used to never buy pickles in a store because my mom and dad and grandma made them yeah. themselves and those are delicious but i had a hankering the other day and I follow this girl, Ariel Charnas, on uh, Instagram, and she is super pregnant, and she has been tasting a lot of pickles, and she was like, these are the best, and it was Grillo's, and Whole Foods had them, and I was like, put it in my fucking cart and bring it to my house. We gobbled those up in like two a, days. I haven't had a pickle taste that good in literally I drank the juice the years. other day. <laughs> so Katie and I- I'm we, losing my mind. We have, uh, you know, uh, silliness that goes on in our house, and what? I made a nice so little silliness. meal. You and I had a, I forget what we were eating. I think it's like a burger or something. Yeah, I was like, Katie, do you want some pickle juice? Like a pickleback. Because you can do that with bourbon. Oh, yeah, they do like Jameson and then you drink pickle yeah, juice or something. You know, a little shot of pickle juice. And she was like, what? I said, I'll, I'll just like get a little, a little shot glass. Little... And so we had a little glass of pickle juice we with did. our meal. And it was delicious. It was delicious. It felt very sophisticated. There was no booze in it. It was just. No, just the pickle. Just, just pickle juice. only pickle. And it back. had a little sprig of dill in it. And it looked really like, uh, um, you know, professional, like Ina Gardner. Uh, Gardner? What's no, your name? Ina Garten. Ina Garten. I felt like Ina Garten, you know? Look at you. I, do, I really did. So fancy. But yeah. it's delicious. Grillo pickles, G-R-I-L-L-O, if you can get your hands on them. And then the pickles were gone, but the juice was still there. And I was yeah. like, don't throw it out. I know. So we've been saving I'm, it. I'm going to drink that. We have been slowly drinking it. I used it already. It's done. Oh, you used it? Mm-hmm. Sad. Sad day. Anyway, highly recommend. Oh, but what I was going to say about the salads. Oh, sorry. I hit the thing. Ah! Um, is there's this lady... <laughs> On TikTok, again, why, why I love TikTok. Oh, let me count the ways. There's this woman who is a Midwesterner lady from Minnesota, and she talks like this, and she says, today I'm going to make you a, a traditional Minnesotan salad. She goes, and you guessed it, get your Snickers bars. <laughs> <laughs> and then she walks you through this recipe. Well, and she, you guessed it. She goes, you're going to need, uh, what was it, uh, seven apples, uh, 12 Snickers bars. I like to do half Mars and half Snickers because it tastes like caramel apples. You do you. You're going to need what else? Oh, oh, and one to two containers of Cool Whip. Golly. What? And a package of vanilla pudding. So. <laughs> it doesn't stop there. So you put, the, you put the vanilla pudding in with like a little bit of buttermilk and you like whisk it around. Then you chop up your apples and your Snickers and Mars bars. And then you essentially just put everything together with the Cool Whip and everything. And it just comes together perfectly. Uh, yeah. It's just like a, this is a Midwestern salad. Hey, man, I'm down. And I'll it cra- try it. it cra- I've never had it. Snicker salad. 
Why do they call it a salad? Why don't you just call it a dessert? I, I find know. those things very. It's like ambrosia salad. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, something it's, that came of. Uh, it's like the seventies and eighties. No, I think you mean for that. Like, oh, I think probably it's like the fifties and sixties. Sixties, seventies. Yeah. Like it was all these miracle uh, products that were being made. You know, there's all the processed food. I guess coming out of. I don't, I don't know. know, but gelatin. I would. Yeah, gelatin. The magic of gelatin. I wonder when gelatin really. I, I know, know it's been around forever, but yeah. But I wonder when it became mass produced. When Jello. Oh, Jello. Oh, pudding Jello pop. pudding pop. Oh. I mean. I would love to hear, do you guys have any, again, ridiculous quote unquote salads that there's not a piece of lettuce in sight? Or maybe you're, you're from a country where you have something like a real funky dish. And you're Ooh, like, yeah. Like, uh, like, what's a funky dish in your country? Like our like, uncle Saeed making those spicy fried chickpea things. Those were good. Fucking delicious. Uh, what I will not get behind is in Scandinavia, I think particularly in Ooh, Finland. Lutfisk? No, Rutfisk. Oh. Uh, mm. I, mean, I love fisk. I'll try it. I'll try it. Fish. It's rotten fish. Well, you know, it's it's controlled spoilage. Yeah, it's like uh, fermented. You know, you put it in strongly the house, fermented, it just like kind of. But you know, that's what bacteria does. It breaks things down. And it makes it interesting. And maybe you could spread it, it on a cracker and try it. It looked pretty dry. I don't even know. Oh. Like, do you rehydrate your fisk? What do you do? Uh, Scandinavians, please. But each fisk, I, I I don't mind. It's a little little gelatinous. It's but. very pungent. The only reason I know this is not because I've eaten it because I don't know if I could get past the texture. Yeah. But uh, we were watching, I think it was Andrew Zimmern because I love him and it was like Bizarre Foods and he tried Rootfisk and he went to a place that like made it and he was ta- they were talking about like why it exists and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And people love it. It's like more of a traditional thing now done at special occasions. It's not like a thing people eat all the time. And so they opened the tin. <laughs> Grandma, this is so good. We should save it for special occasions. I don't think right? we should just willy-nilly use this. Same with the fruitcake. Say every 20 years we we bring it out, you know. Right. But anyway, so he sat down with the guy. And when the guy opened the tin, he vis- he like he said it was so ammonia. Ammonia. It was like a like a smelling salts. Like it's like a like strong Windex. Like it's hoop, super crazy. And he was like, "Oh." And the guy said, "Yeah, it's got a very sharp scent." And he's like, and yeah. the voiceover was like sharp. It was right. It smelled like ammonia, you know. One time we had a, a nice blue cheese. You and I were nibbling on it, but it was pretty strong. And there's the two of us. So we're not going to, yeah. you know, anyways, uh, it's in the fridge. Oh, it and got, and yeah. I opened it and it made my eyes bleed. It not was bleed. Well, uh, not bleed water. Water. Uh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Just jump to like, I <laughs> think you should go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of making something bleed. Um, Okay. Wow. That's a. Katie and I are packing up, right? Katie's in the kitchen cooking, and I. We have a bunch of knives. We've got a secondary set of knives that we've kind of collected between the two of us over the last. Some are super cheap. Like I. Some are heavy duty, but listen, we already we got a knife set from friends for our wedding. We use those knives. These other ones are extras. They're subpar, and we're trying to like pare down. Six pounds of them. Yeah. There's quite a few knives, so we're moving. I'm not bringing six pounds of knives with me. We just don't need it. We have to get rid of stuff. Uh, you can recycle them the way you yes, recycle we looked them. it up, but they said to like wrap them up. So, so they don't hurt anybody. So we wrapped them up. No. Oh, uh, well, I thought we were going to wrap them up and then put them in one of the USPS boxes and like roll it so that it wouldn't open up. That's not what happened. So tell them what happened. Well, I didn't wrap them up, but I did put them in a USPS box because they're, they're sturdy boxes and I figure they owe us a little bit of money. So I'm going to use this box mm-hmm. and I'm going to. I'm going to put it in the recycling bin and that way no one can, because it's got that really solid tape. It's corrugated. Cardboard. Yeah, you peel and you got to press and hold for a little bit and so it seals. So I load up all the knives. There's about six pounds of them and I pick up the box 
and the box failed. And uh, actually, the box didn't fail. I failed. I, the sticky, I guess, just didn't stick. You have to push and hold for yeah. a minute and then pull on. He didn't test well, it. Put I the knives in. And knives rained down <laughs> from like, I, I held the box up like t it was this high in the air. And it, they hit the table. I messed up the table. <laughs> you totally messed up the table. <laughs> knives, guys. It was like, boom, 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 boom. Like I was like a ninja. All my ninja training came back and I... I matrixed it. I moved out of the way. I he did luckily did dance. not get hit. Not at one all. hit me. Thank God. I was worried about my penis, my thighs, my feet. Like I was worried about your feet mainly because you weren't like, worried about anything else. Honey, they're falling directly. I know it's happening down. very quick, but also I was like, Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> like it's such. And then he's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, are you OK? And he's like, yeah, the knives just fell out of the bottom of the box. And I'm like, Did I've you never seen anything point? like that before in my life. A box of knives fell and scattered everywhere around me. And not this is how I know that Jesus exists. And there's like a protective <laughs> barrier around Did, me. Were you baptized? Did you walk into the water? Exactly. They're like <laughs> Jesus, like, buddy. I sent you a lifeboat. I sent you a, a I gave you some really good tape. You just had to push on it. You didn't yeah. push on it. You put a bunch of fucking knives in there and tried to pick <sighs> it up. Oh my I gosh. He was guys. just up there on a cloud shaking his head. Oh, He's this like, oh, guy again. This is my best work. Oh, no, uh, that day though. What does Jesus say when he wants to shake? Says he doesn't say Jesus. Like, oh, he says, maybe he says, oh God. Yeah, probably. So he's like curses his father. He says tabernush. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, that day. My life flashed before my eyes. I'm not even kidding. That was a scary That was one. pretty. And, and like, as if we need to go to the ER right now. I know, right? He has 12 knife punctures. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, what happened? Two on his thighs. The doctor four pulls me aside. He's like, uh, do you want me to tell me anything? Has your wife <laughs> trying to kill you? Meanwhile, I'm like trying to cook. I forget what I was cooking. Lunch or something. Yeah, like a sandwich or something in the kitchen. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I, no, but I that, really thought I had that one under control. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, and then I got rid of the knives. I put them outside. So then I wrapped them mm -mm. <clears throat> and I put them in the box and I, I prepped them for the, the recycling bin. And then I couldn't really sleep at night because I was thinking was people go through those recycling bins. And if there's like a, a knife attack, like if there's someone who has all the knives now, my fingerprints are all over them. <laughs> we get called by like, the LAPD like, oh my God. or the Santa Monica PD. cop to the, you know, like, well, <laughs> so there I did throw away the knives. You didn't think that maybe someone would get their hands on them? I looked online and said they're safe to recycle. And the recycling company won't take them, I said, you know. We could have taken them straight to the dump, I suppose. But yeah. They wouldn't take any of our other stuff. We're like, here, take a handful of I knives. Know. They're like, no, no, this is, a, Thanks, this is a classy dump. We don't take metal, you know. We don't take, we only take, I'm like, what do you take? He's like, paper jewelry, bags. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> you know? Furniture. Um, no, but that day, I will be honest, because your head was hurting and you'd taken an Excedrin migraine, I think. Oh yeah, it was before I had the. Sean was like, pen. like so fast with everything. Like we were in the garage, and Sean was like, "I guess the the answer to this is you got to take your Excedrin, you got to have breakfast, you got to have a cup of coffee, you just get a bunch of shit done." And I was like, "You got to calm the fuck down. You're moving too fast." And then when he threw the knives all over, I was like, "You're moving too fast." And he's like, "I wasn't." He got all mad, and I was like, "Clearly, clear, clear, clearly, it, something was wrong." I know. <laughs> like your dad would say, "Something's gonna break." Yeah, you're gonna slow hurt. down. You're gonna break something. Mm -hmm. Slow down, son. Whoa. 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 Sometimes you have to say that to Sean, but he doesn't like to hear it. So I don't recommend um, boxing up knives after you've had an Excedrin <laughs> and uh, two cups of coffee. I hadn't had, he hadn't had lunch yet either. Juggling knives. We did eggs and toast, but no lunch yet. It was it was a, almost almost a disaster, <laughs> but. Through... I lived to 
Live to tell the tale. We didn't have to go to the emergency room. No stitches. Just, no harm, no foul. Just the table's messed up and that's yeah. it. Don't even have to shave my legs anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how none of them hit you, to be honest. I don't know. That was crazy. Hearing them, like, raining down of, like, it was, like, 15 <laughs> nights. That's crazy. <laughs> Guys, that's crazy. And they weren't even just small. There was like no, like a collection of like like huge knives, like like a big bread knife and like that big butcher knife. I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ! Even all the way down to little paring knives. Mm-hmm. And they, they were heavy. They weren't just with plastic like handles wooden. or wooden handles. And yeah. okay, enough of this. Okay, let's move on. Not have, today, Satan. I said he didn't, and he he somehow lived to tell the tale. Okay, this letter is from Keely, and it says this is the subject line. Hi, Keely. Hi, Keely. It says I am snow fucking white. Apparently. I'm excited. And she opens this letter with yellow. (laughs) (laughs) I've just had some interesting experiences in my backyard lately. And I thought that I would share because you can't make this stuff up. I agree. And I'm excited to learn. I live in a place with a gorgeous backyard. It has trees, a tiki hut, tables, fire pit, a pool, spa, all the works. Wow. Can we come over? My landlord's wife put a lot of time and effort into the landscaping of the property, and it is gorgeous. She did great. However, nobody tells you that when you live with such greenery, there are furry guests that like to surprise you, or in one instance, almost scare the pee out of you. Anyway, I have always had a connection to the hummingbirds that visit every day. At least once a week, I will have an experience of a hummingbird flying closely to me. You hear them coming. Pretty good. ASMR. That's what they sound like. (laughs) Okay. Last week, however, I was crying in my backyard and a hummingbird flew up to my face and just stayed there. Almost as if it was checking in on me to make sure I'm all right. Oh, I was right. That hummingbird was checking in on me, but not for the reasons we may think. The hummingbird apparently served as an informant to the furry friends that I am an okay person or something like that. Because a couple of days later, I see the neighborhood squirrel that I have named Rocky. Okay. Obviously, you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle. Uh-huh. Right. Correct. Okay. He deliberately stopped along the way. He normally runs and stares into my soul long enough for me to capture a picture. Oh, we have a picture. Look oh, at him staring. Okay, he loves squirrels. Oh, look hey buddy. At, look, he's so, yeah. So pensive. So Looking focused. Right at you. He's super cute. Mm. Wow. Your backyard is amazing. Okay, we have more creatures. I don't want to jump ahead. Okay. He deliberately stopped. Later, I saw a possum walking along the side of the pool. I was freaked out, but did not expect uh, this to happen next. The possum gets so close to me that should have hissed or um, played dead or something. Because they usually do play dead if you do. They play possum. And they hope that you go away. That's their defense mechanism. Um, it's almost like the fainting goats. Although that's like a neurological thing. Yeah, I don't know why they, they get do stressed that. and they fall over. Hmm. It's something like that. Okay, um, but just like Rocky, it stared right into the depths of my soul again, long enough for me to grab a picture. Apparently, I must be some sort of modern day Snow White or Doctor Doolittle. <gasps> Remember Doctor Doolittle? Right, that was... a regular uh, Saint Francis of Assisi. Yeah. We're gonna keep it the religion stories. It says, or some shit, or maybe bridge statement, folks. I'm simply hypnotic. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the story and the pictures. All the best, Keely. I did. Okay, so there's the squirrel. All right. There's the possum there. See him oh. encroaching on that. But then wait. They've got so many. Look teeth. how close. That's I, really close to I know her. they're not like really the prettiest, but they are kind of cool looking. They're kind of cute. Yeah. I used to follow one on Instagram for a while until their teeth kind of freak me out. But 
My they, which sharp teeth you have, little buddy. But they can be kind of, I know. Isn't there a Gago like, commercial where the lady lets one in the house? She She's like, oh, it's a raccoon. Yeah, kitty, kitty, kitty. And it's it's not Geico, it's uh, Lens Crafters. Oh, this that's is missing right. something because she doesn't have her glasses on. She goes, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And then she opens the door and she's squinting and in walks this big raccoon. <laughs> and she's like, there you are, Fluffy. And she shuts the door. And you're like, my God, lady. <laughs> it's a perfect commercial. Right. Because she's like, oh. Wow, Keely. So you got quite the uh, the um, the backyard going on here. Yeah, that's awesome. I think she is Regular like a Snow, Snow White, White or Doctor Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Speaks to the animals. Mm-hmm. The animal whisperer. Yeah, yeah. Teach us your ways. Well, actually, maybe not. I don't. We're not really sure what animals we're going to have over there. Deer. <gasps> I don't know if they'll come through the neighborhood. I don't know if they will either. Um, a lot of them, because a lot of the homes, like we back up onto a green belt. Yeah. So maybe. We'll Maybe. see. Time will tell. Okay. Now we have a speak pipe from Christoph. Are oh, we ready? Yes. Turn up volume up. Okay. Christoph's Australian, so this should be a nice accent. <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember that from Dumb and Dumber? Good day, mate. Is from Australia? <laughs> no, Austria. Dork. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Katie and Shaw and the whole OTTM universe. Yay. Christoph here from Austria, Starfighter. And now this week's speak pipe provider, no letter. Well, maybe a letter will follow. Who knows? <laughs> Just wants to let you know you're both awesome. And you created a really great community, which is growing. And I love it. And I love learning new stuff about bugs in New Zealand, cicadas, and the <laughs> power grid in Texas and California and who knows what. True, we're all over the place. <laughs> the pronunciation of British regions mm. or Norwegian regions or mm. just everything. <laughs> we, we kind of roll it. It's a lot of useless knowledge, but it can be important once you play Trivial Pursuit. Mm-hmm. True. So that's all I wanted to say. Sending lots of love from Austria. And as we say, Servus and küss die Hand. Uh, I got the first one, Servus and something. Yeah. Well, I think either that was... Did you just call us the Cliff Clavin of podcasts? Is Are we... <laughs> Oh, kind of, and I don't. I don't hate it. No, I, although I, we're not know-it-alls. No, the Cliff Clavin would be know-it-all. We just let other people teach us things. Yeah, we're definitely all over the place. But I, I, kind <laughs> I of love put, it. Yeah. Thanks for picking up on that. Tons and, of random information. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're probably going to be pretty good at uh, <laughs> Trivial Pursuit when all is said and done. Fun yeah. fact: I think that was invented by a Canadian or by two Canadians. Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, <clears throat> I think. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I am. Damn it, she's calling me on the bluff. I, you know. I've got, I, well, I'm just curious because I don't, you know, pursuit. Okay. It says a board game from Canada. Ding, 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 ding. ding. I think it was two lawyers uh, that invented it in like, like 79 or something like that. Um, It says it's a board game from Canada in which it just tells you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, The history. It was created on December 15th of 1979 in Montreal. Hey! By Canadian Montreal, really? Chris I would have thought Haney. Ontario. Okay. A photo editor for Montreal's The Gazette. Oh, And shit. Scott Abbott, the sports editor for the Canadian Press. No kidding. After finding pieces of their Scrabble game missing, they decided to create their own game. So uh, Montreal has given you Leonard Cohen, William Shatner, and Trivial Pursuit. 
Yeah. You know? I mean, this is really Montreal's on the map, baby. We're on the map. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought they were from Ontario or Vancouver. No. Nope. Or British Columbia. Montreal's finest. They keep a claw coming through. Yeah. With some trivial pursuit. A couple of Anglos from uh, Montreal. Yeah. Must be Anglos, I'd assume, or it'd be all in French. Oh, with their names, you know. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, and yeah. trivial pursuit, although there's a lot of French speaking people, it probably wouldn't have taken off in the United States, you know. No. Everyone but I'm like, sure they what? did a French version because it's Montreal. Oh, for sure. They'd have been forced. Okay. You know, the language police and all. They come for you. They come for you. Okay. <laughs> we have a letter from Aaron. Okay. Prêt? Aaron. We Okay. Aaron says Subject line, biggest temper tantrum ever. Okay, it's going to be hard to top. Reminds me, whenever I see ever, I always think of uh, the Sandlot when he's like, forever. Do you remember that in like slow motion? So I, everyone quotes the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a, a, a confession here. In You've never seen audience. it? I always say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And nod my head as if I've seen it. Oh, but you haven't. I've never seen it. That's like I shared that meme the other day because I thought it was so funny. Where it said, I feel like life is filled with people saying that I should watch this movie. And I say, yeah, 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 I should watch this movie. I'll add it to my list. Right. But the joke or the secret is there's no list and I'm never going to watch that movie. <laughs> Accurate. It's so true. Because people will say like any TV show, oh, you should really watch Dead Love Dead. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll put it on my list. I'll put it in the queue. I'm not doing anything. Oh, you think I'd love it? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Why do we uh-huh. do that? I know that it's with good intentions. Let's just say, I'll never get around to that. Unless you don't I, want to let someone else down. You don't, want to, you don't want to insult them and make them think, like, I don't give a shit about your opinion. It's also a rude thing if somebody offers something and be like, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but be honest if with I, you, Stacey, I, I, I'll never watch I'm that. I'm not sounds interested. Terrible. But if I explicitly <laughs> ask for things, then I want them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want ideas. And right. All. But people just offer it because they have something they love and they think you would love it. And we don't want to be rude, so we just, quote unquote, put it on the list. True. Hey, Christoph, I forgot to uh, mention something. Um, next time you dial in with a speak pipe. Uh, oh, guitar? Send, send in a little uh, little riff. Yeah, play us some Maybe key- a little riff. I mean, you don't have to. I'm not putting any pressure on you, but, you know. Some guitar. Yeah, like, uh, like a little sting before we do a What Grinds My Gears or, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Back to Aaron. Yes. Hey, Katie, Sean, and the OTDM peeps. I love almost everything about OTDM, except when you talk about bugs. Oh, I thought it was just going to be me. <laughs> Actually, more specifically, S-P-I-D-E-R-S, because I'm an arachnophobic. Okay, enough about that full body shake. Shake it out. I gotta shake it out. Sean mentioned that they had many Seans in his class at the time. When I was in grade one in my class, there was Aaron, me, then two Karens, a Taryn, and a boy named Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. 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 It was so confusing. I sadly don't remember much from my childhood, thanks to sexual abuse. Because of this, I don't know if the things I remember are from my memory or stories I've heard or pictures I've seen. It can be tricky when you're trying to piece things together like that. I totally get it. So I don't have many funny stories from my childhood. I'm so sorry. But this one story, though, my mom keeps telling me is called my biggest temper tantrum ever. Okay. Mom said it was around dinner time and I was about three or four years old and we were getting ready to leave the mall. And before you exit, there are children's rides. The ones where you put a coin in. Oh, we all know those. And they try to get you right at the end. And parents are like exhausted. And they're like, let's just get out of here. And kids (laughs) are like, "Just, just one ride. And then like, just one more. Okay. So. We all know those. Yep. Put the coins in and the horse rocks back and forth, right? 
I saw them and wanted to ride, but my mom wanted to get home and make dinner. Exactly. That's when I started to scream and cry and ended up on the floor kicking, making a huge scene with everyone staring. My mom had just read a book by Barbara Coloroso that said, don't feed into them and let them go. Obviously make sure they're safe, but like, let them cry it out. It must've been kind of that like fur, what'd they call it? Not furbering or something like that, where you just let babies cry it out. Is it furbering you guys? I don't want to Google it right now. You let me know. Okay. And once they realize that they're not getting the attention that they want, they will stop. I went on for a good five minutes or so. That's actually a very long, a long time. time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like 30 seconds is long enough. Very committed to this act. Right. Like even this morning, this sounds silly, but like even this morning when we realized the, tar- the tire guy was going to take the tires, I was trying to figure out how to unlock because it just wasn't, the button wasn't working and it wouldn't use the key fob to unlock I know, it. And I, I was wonder like, what that's all about. And so I had to turn the car off. But in the time it took for me to figure that out, I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And it was like five seconds and it felt like forever because I knew you guys were standing back there. So imagine five minutes. I'm like, fuck, fuck. Okay. So went on for a good five minutes or so while my mom sat on the bench that was right beside me. Suddenly, I stopped mid-cry and looked around, blinked a few times, and then mom said, okay, ready to go now? I sniffled and nodded, and off we went like nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) What you gonna do? So update on mom. Okay, good, Erin. I'm glad you included this because I wondered how her surgery went. She did not have the surgery as planned, but she ended up in the hospital with blood clots in her lungs due to the cancer that she has. She was there for six days and will be home a week tomorrow and is doing a lot better. Still a ways to go, but better. I have to give her, oh, blood thinner injections, which I hate doing. Yeah. I've always hated that. I always, uh, because our friends Rebecca and Matt are trying to have a baby and they're doing IVF and he has to inject her with the hormones in like her stomach and, and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do could you do that for me if we had to do that? Yeah, but I wouldn't like to. Ooh, ooh, I wouldn't like to do it. Yeah, I get it, Aaron. I wouldn't like it either. Needles give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, and having it go in. And like the fact that they trust like regular people to like just poke it in your gut. That's just too much for me. It's in your body. Don't like it. Don't like it. So she has to give her blood thinner injections, which she hates doing. But if that's what's going to make her heal, then I would do it. That's yeah. the thing. If it's going to save her life, I'd do it too. Katie, what you told me on the Patreon live stream about my guilt has really helped and had made me look at everything in a new way. Thanks. Of course. I'm so glad. I remember that question. And yeah, I'm glad it was helpful. I think that's it for me. I hope I didn't bore you too much. Never. Hugs from Toronto. Aaron. Ah, Aaron. Toronto. Toronto. That's a magical place. Toronto. It is. It's really beautiful. I've never been. On the water. It's great. It's a great city. I... I make a lot of jokes about Toronto just because it's more about the hockey rivalry between two cities. But really, (laughs) I remember going there as a a young person. I think I was 14 PJ, myself, my grandfather, Mm -hmm. my dad and one of my uncles. And we went for a machine convention uh, or construction equipment convention. I just remember, oh, we're going to Toronto, (gasps) the big city. Yeah, it was cool. You know, Um, great food. PJ and I walked around. We hit record stores. We were looking for vinyl. Ooh, vinyl. I got some. Super cool. Super cool, dude. (laughs) Okay. Now we have another. Yes. Speak pipe. Oh, okay. This is from Graham. The speak pipe is heating up. Graham staff writer, it says. Well, howdy do, Katie and Sean. It's me, your favorite Canadian staff writer, here to share a fun fact about an unexpected topic from last week's episode. Me. (laughs) Allow me to set the record straight. You both pronounce my name correctly. Graham is an old English name 
hence why many Canadians like me and Sean tend to say it like this. It apparently means gravel homestead. (laughs) (laughs) And just my luck. I'm either a s'mores ingredient or an ugly house, all because Star Trek had to let an innocent alien child die. (laughs) But don't feel bad, Katie. I've discovered Graham is a common American pronunciation, and I really don't care which version I get. It doesn't offend me. Okay. My best friend has called me Graham. If I ever have the privilege to meet either of you, no, you may say my name however you please. Just promise never to call me Mr. Fuckity Fuck Fuck. I'm only a fictional wanker in Canadian nights. Uh, You can't see my face, but this is where I turn to the camera and make a deliciously comical wink. (laughs) All right, good to talk to you both again. Look for Canadian Nights Episode 4 coming soon to a podcast near you. And remember, anyone who tells you you're too old to enjoy fantasy fiction needs to take a step down off their high unicorn. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs> their high unicorn. I love it, Graham. It's so true, though. I'm glad he doesn't mind. I don't have to say Graham. Yeah, but people who aren't into fantasy fiction, uh-huh. uh, I think that's a muscle. And I'm going to get serious here for oh, a second. Oh, super serious. That okay. we, when you're a younger person and you don't know much about the world mm-hmm. and your world is very small, all you have is your imagination. You True. know that it goes beyond your door and maybe, you know, a couple of streets. And well, also, I don't think we had like, cause we didn't have internet like or my, television yeah, the way we do now. My brother lived in fantasy fiction. Well, fantasy fiction, just any sort of like you, your imagination was such a strong muscle. And as you get older, that muscle, I think atrophies to a certain extent mm-hmm. because you you, you, if you start don't reading use it you lose it <laughs> pretty much you know you're you're in school you're absorbing uh facts you know um and and science and uh things Ooh, like this science and the english and the english and the geology and mm-hmm. uh but you know you, you start to look at factual things and and comprehend the world around you as best you can but you're not necessarily uh devoting as much time to that and then at some point it magically slips away not for everyone uh but by the time you're in your 20s you're not spending as much time with mm-hmm. with uh you i mean know, once you're out of college even if you took like creative writing courses yeah. and are doing things like that maybe it, you're reading some fiction but i find mm-hmm. the older you get maybe the less fiction you're into and i think that yeah. that's a shame we should we should be trying to practice that muscle i personally know that i need to read more fiction um i enjoy it that's why i like sci-fi like where the like, crawdads sing was amazing Okay. And the the end of, the end is a shocker, you guys. You're you lifting it? your muscles. I lift my my reading muscles. I'm pump you the, up. I'm gonna pump. This is Hans and this is Franz. We're gonna pump you up. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you though. I think that w- we need to uh, not just reward, but like encourage that more. Encourage dreaming. Yeah. You know, and and not consuming like Harry Potter did that. Hmm. I think it got a lot of people in that like fantasy land, yeah, like wizards and witches. It was so cool. I still, I told Sean, I was like, I want to read it again. He's like, don't do it. Cause like I disappear for a while. I get excited. It's so good. We're going to have a reading room in our new house or a place to read. Sean seems to think our our house has like 12 rooms, but it really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, there'll be a place to read in a room, you know, let's. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It won't like, be sitting in front of a like television. We'll have an office and you can put it in the office a, or whatever. A room to relax in that doesn't have a television mm-hmm. so that you, you do other things. You read. Well, that was one of the things we actually didn't end up getting with this home that we'd wanted was a secondary living room. 
so that like the living room downstairs or the living room where by the off the kitchen would just have like no TV and then you get like your TV room. Like, I have oh. to laugh though. I'm going to, I'm going to rat you out for a second. So, mm-hmm. uh, Katie and I looked at a ton of houses on Zillow. You start losing track of the house completely. Oh, you You're forget. Like, and then you start uh, building this amalgamation of multiple homes. You're when like, you put oh. offers in on multiple homes and we got outbid. But like you have these floor plans in your head that don't exist. And <laughs> Katie and I are talking the other day and she goes, yeah, so that'll go on the second floor. And I'm like, I didn't say anything at first. I was like, I just looked at her and she kept going and she's talking about, you know, putting this in, in, in the that bedrooms room. upstairs. It'll da, 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 and da. I was like, where's the staircase, Katie? And I was like, I don't know. Like, Does this house have a second floor? She says, <laughs> uh, I don't think it does, but it does not. Here's the thing is that you gaslit me because for a second, I you was actually like, believe me. I had to go to Zillow and look at the photo and I, I was like, well, Wait, you said, are, does it have a second floor? I said, I think so. Cause isn't it, doesn't it have like three or four bedrooms? And I thought the only one on the bottom is the master. And you were like, I don't think so. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you guys. Looked, we don't even know. So we you've bought, looked at one too many houses when you don't remember which one you purchased. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. You know, the one with the, uh, but it's crazy town, like crazy town here with homes in the States. I think it's probably everywhere. It's everywhere. But not enough even, properties for people to live in. And, yeah. Do you guys remember my friend Rocio? She, uh, was on the, my channel oh years ago we should have her back rocio is so rad she is i so really rad. like her perspective on life she's she's one of my best friends yeah. and she likes lego loves lego yeah. also loves good food and live music she's my girl anyway her and her wife have been trying to purchase a home they're already in a home that they but they need a different they have they had twins and they have another baby boy so now there's three so there's their family that's growing and they have to sell their home and move into this other home and they have gotten outbid in our area like a gazillion times and they've been putting offers in since we started looking which was like last october yeah september anyway they're exhausted and it's overwhelming and yeah and they didn't get that house with the pool and i was bummed i know now it's a beautiful home now we have nowhere to swim <laughs> nowhere to swim thanks ladies <laughs> they're so frustrated i actually should text her and see <laughs> how that's going because yeah. i wish every they, weekend they're i out hope that everyone that we were friends with just decides you know what we're going to that to where you guys are going as well. Talk. I so hope so. Cause then be we just move all the people that we love from here over there. We were talking to some, it was Derek again, our neighbor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he said that their friend bought a parcel of land yes, that had is- multiple houses on it and they built a compound and they have like 10 families that are moving. No, I don't. It was four, it was four families, but still. Well, Sean's exaggerating. Yeah, I like to exaggerate a little bit, but yeah, this, four this families. Isn't that kind of cool? They had like a cul-de-sac or something, mm-hmm. all on one one piece of property. Mm-hmm. Well, because they bought like ten acres or something crazy, yeah. five acres. I, I think forget. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Okay. Are we moving Jeez. on? Can we move on? Sure. But yeah, I forgot. I got the house wrong, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, this is from Kai. Hello, Kai. And the subject line reads: "Bugs. Was it real or was it a dream?" And it opens up. Was <laughs> I had to wait. I had to let you have your moment so I could really, I could really hope I did you good there, Kai. Okay, it's Kai again. How are you, Katie, Sean, and the OTDM audience? I hope all is well. I have a bug story for pretty you. Pretty good, pretty good. But don't worry, Katie, it's not super creepy. Thanks for the heads up. Not sure if I mentioned it before, but I am a twin. Five minutes older. Wow. I'm always interested in twins because... My friends who are twins that I've known throughout the years, it's like they speak their own language with their twin person, whoever their other sibling is. Blows my mind. So we shared a room growing up. Fun? Fun, right? 
sometimes. One night we were going to bed and we had bunk beds. Oh, my brother got bunk beds. And even though we didn't share a room, I would want to sleep in there sometimes. And I would sleep on the bottom bunk bed. He always wanted the top, you know, whatever. But I remember my mom came looking for me and with the bunk bed in the way the mattress is because it has that big thick wood that goes around. Okay. The mattress kind of sits into it, you know. Right. And so rails. I could wiggle myself in that little, I could hide. I'd like roll into that little crevice with the blankets, you know. And she couldn't see me. Oh. And she'd be like, Katie. And I'd be like, huh. roll into my little my little hideaway. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's probably like, you're such an asshole. Okay. I don't know why for no reason other than just to just scare her a little. Just a little bit. Right. Just a little bit. Okay. So bunk beds. I was on top. She was on the bottom. That night we had the same dream, but it felt so real. I wonder if twins do share dreams. So many questions. There was a giant ant in our room, big, black, and slimy, slimy. No, thank you. Of course, being on the top bunk, you feel like you can't go anywhere due to the needing, needing the ladder to get down. Well, not for me. Sometime during the dream, I rolled off the top, top bunk and fell flat on the floor. Ooh. Yow. I got up and ran straight to the closet door. <laughs> okay, so picture this. So we're both asleep. Top bunk. You need the ladder. No, you roll off flat on the floor. You get up and you run straight into the closet door so hard. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. a fall didn't wake you. Wake the up. closet door will wake you. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at your pink eye. Maybe a little. <laughs> Which woke my sister and I up. And then she asked about my dream. Was it a coincidence? Twin telepath? Tel- telap- bleh. Telepathy? Yes. Or just weird, who knows? We had the same dream. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, they had the same dream. And just, no, no, no thanks. I, to this day, hate bugs. Anything that flies or crawls, no thanks. But that's my bug story. Have an amazing week and stay awesome. Kai. Thank you, Kai. Thank you. I also How hate bugs. How does that bugs. work that twins have the same dream? What is that? There's some connection. You guys go to the astral plane together? Well, I think it's something in utero, like... In a way, you're you're like formed in the same. I mean, if you're, yeah, it depends on if you share because there's so there's identical twins and non-identical. So fraternal, yeah, something like that. And uh, no, the other kind. No, it's identical and then non-identical. I, anyway, I don't even need to look it up. Who cares? But there's ways. I think there's something about sharing. I know, that but space. once you're you know out in the world, you you know you have your own independent experiences and thoughts. I don't know how you dream the same thing. I know, but I have to be honest. I used to babysit these twins, Phoebe and Sam. They're now like in high school. Makes me feel very old. Um, But they, when they were like toddlers learning to talk, they're like toddling around. They would speak in a weird language, like the only they understood. They'd be like, and the other one would be like, and I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) But they understood. They were having like some twin communication. Meanwhile, they're like, Homegirl over here well, speaks some language we don't same, understand. You know, Bill. Yeah, and genetic and, genetic makeup. You right? know, and your your environment is very close. Yeah, I mean, you're you're basically being raised in the same environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would assume that you you're developing at the same time, so you've got some sort of linguistics that you're building. You know, some weird twin language. Yeah. But what I find weird now, this is not exactly a great source of literature for science. <laughs> but, science. Uh, you know. 
my grandmother had a great collection of Reader's Digest. You know, it used mm, to be like a that good, used to be the hot thing, man. Yeah, hot man, commodity. great writing in it. You know, the Reader's Digest. Mm. It, not everyone could submit. Although I think all our staff writers could certainly make one hundred percent make the Reader's published. Digest. Yeah, for done. Sure. These yes, are great stories. Sold. By the way, keep them going, guys. Um, but there was this one that I read, and it was these two guys, and they're reunited. You know, many years later, they were separated at birth. Okay. Twins. One goes to Fargo and one goes to San Diego. Okay. Or something. That ends so bad for the o. guy that went to Fargo. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> He's like so fucking cold. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they both married a lady named Lucy and they both, the Lucys looked the same. Weird. And they had a dog. They each had the same type of dog. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's interesting stuff and like that. they both for the Minnesota Twins. That's not true. Um, <laughs> no, but there's a lot in psychology. Like, how well, does that work that these guys, is that just an author writing in a fantastic story for Reader's Digest or? There, there are a lot of things like that. I, I don't know in that particular case, but I do know, first of all. God does not play dice. He doesn't. But your genetic makeup it, it could be the same. For pretty much the same. So there's so, it is obviously nature and nurture, but that just shows you how powerful nature is. You know, right. nurture also plays its role. And I'm sure they maybe dressed differently or had different haircuts or whatever, right? They like had their own life, but there's still a huge component of like what, why we decide what we decide. And it's really fascinating, which is why whenever you're doing studies, especially in psychology, but I'd assume also in like any kind of health research like medical based is twin studies. They they do a ton of these twin studies, especially like we'd learned about them when it came to like schizophrenia and bipolar because they'd find like girls or boys twins. And then you get to see it. It, sh it tells you so much because yeah. especially if one has it and one doesn't or do they both have it? Anyway, you get to learn a lot about treatment because you can do two modalities on two different people that are pretty much the same person and they can learn like twice as fast about things. It's really fascinating. But they do, yeah, they do do a lot of twin studies. It's interesting. That's all I have to say about that. You know, I don't mind when kids are dressed uh, alike when they're twins, you know. or We have those age. twins that are like in commercials and stuff running over in Brentwood here. I think they're running around like a, it's a casting call, you know. They, I mean, they're they super dress fit. identical. They do. They dress identical. You've seen them. I, I saw that. First of all, I didn't know who they were. But they run along San Vicente over here in 26 over by the Brentwood Country Mark. And I used to see them all the time because like my eyebrow wax lady is over there. I love uh, Cafe Lux coffee. Everything's there. I love everything. And so I used to go over there and I would always see them when I was like trying to turn back on to San Vicente. They'd be like running around in, like working out, but like in their matching workout gear. And then I was watching some like double bubble commercial. And I was like, oh, my God, it's those dudes. Good for them. They got themselves a commercial. That was like years ago. Right, right. But they, apparently people know of them like they're on like Instagram and super popular or whatever. They're very good looking. Like, but they're like, exactly. that helps on Instagram. That's what Instagram's all about. You gotta have an angle, you know. And, gotta have an angle. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Do we have time for like one or two more letters? Yes. Okay. So this is from Ben. We're back. Thank you, Ben. What up, Ben? I love his avatar because it's like a, it's, it's like sending messages. Yes. Like the electricity. A tower. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, communication. Subject tower. line. Yeah. Subject line is raising an engineer to be. Katie and Sean. Been listening to crazy sibling stories. Unfortunately, I think that I was that sibling. Oh, uh, everybody needs one, right? We got to have one to tell a good story. While I'm doing well now as an engineer and frequently help my parents out with the technical things when needed, it was a rocky start. 
When I was young, I was known to do things like take apart telephones, mm. take off all the doorknobs in the house. My mom called a neighbor to rescue her because she couldn't get out. <laughs> ben, where the <laughs> Where'd you put all that goddamn? Oh my God. He put a sandwich into the VCR mm -hmm. and other similar things. Eventually, tinkering around led me to learn how to fix the problems that I was causing. So it all worked out in the end. My, uh, my dad says uh, he pulled apart at least 10 cars before he put one back together fully that mm -hmm. ran. You know, and that's how you learn. You, yeah. you disassemble things. And well, my brother had taken apart like uh, our radio and then like our cassette player and stuff. Yeah. I think it's important. I mean, I never had that propensity. Like I was not excited to try to do that stuff. I wanted to learn more about people, which I guess is kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing. But Nick always liked to like take things apart and figure out how they worked and then put them back together. Mm. Yeah. I was more about like nurturing. Like I'd always want to make sure that we'd eaten and make nickel food and. Yeah, well, you know. guys and girls in that case very different engineers artists you know yeah yeah i always thought nickel would be like ben like become an engineer but he there's still time there is still time it's never too late but that's it ben says thanks for all you do ben well thanks, thank you ben, ben. Uh, that's very interesting uh taking apart <laughs> things i i really find it fascinating when you see a young mind mm -hmm. that you're like that kid's mm -hmm. smarter than me you know what i mean like, oh yeah uh, every once in a while I'll run, well not everyone, a lot of times i run into toddlers that you're like that kid's smarter than me you know they they do something and you're like man i think we have friends i will give some of our friends some kudos they've got so, smart kids well like abba and alexa both mm -hmm. are therapists well abba's a social worker and alexa's a psychologist so they're both mental health professionals and they both have boys both two boys and their boys are so emotionally intelligent for their age that it like fucking floors me so for instance um like alexa's kids like we gave them some skateboards because we found them and they're they're like super excited and thankful and then her oldest says to her because they couldn't put wheels on it because it's like or it's like for decoration only and he's like you know what, mom, though, it, it could be worth a lot because like nobody has this. And like when TikTok isn't a thing in the future, because it's a TikTok board that I got and like, oh, what are we going to do with a skateboard from TikTok? And he he was like so excited about it, the fact that it'd be worth something in the future. Right. Even the that thought process for mm -hmm. his age to be able to consider that in I'm excited future. about it because this could be worth something. Like, I mean, I guess he's seen Vine go up and down, maybe, but he's not no. even that old. No, no, no. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even that. know what that no, was. Just to. But anyway, also, I wonder if it's like technology, but Abba's kids, her oldest, Neam, like the way that she'll be like when he was little, when he was like two, you'd have like full conversations with him. And she's like, sometimes I forget that he's only two. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, because he's like telling me that he was upset and that it, that made him angry. And so he needed to go run around for a little bit. All three of my nephews are that way. I'm like, what? You see them and they do things. And you're like, oh, that's really interesting. Uh, Noah always did very interesting things you he's know? a take-aparter type uh, to figure Chrissy's things out boy, my cousin chrissy her mm -hmm. son the time that he <laughs> he wrote his name upside down uh for the person that was across the table from him so he wrote his name wow. upside down and backwards so that the person in front of him could read it wow it was my uncle bob and he was like i think uh he, he was maybe like five years old at the time or wow. six years old he had just learned how to write but he, he could write it backwards <laughs> so he could read it. And he's like, here you go. This is how you spell my name. And instead of doing it and then turning the paper around. Wow, that's crazy. It's very strange. Right, it's for interesting. A child to do. Yeah, but, you watch. It's it's cool, though. Anyway, our friends have cool kids. I think uh, we get to be the fun uncles and aunts. Seeing a mind develop. And I also 
I'm a firm believer that 99% of us mm-hmm. uh, are, are really, really smart in something. Everyone's yeah, got gifts. Yeah, we just have to find your gift, right? That's it. And and if you're around the right environment, you know, if you're fortunate to be around the right environment and mm-hmm. that's fostered or uh, nurtured, mm-hmm. wow. Whether it's an athlete, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I heard this is a made-up stat, but uh, that 99% of all scientists or people who work in the sciences, not just scientists, um, or that work in STEM, you know, throughout mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm are alive today. Everyone who's ever lived, everything that we've learned as a society or a civilization has been developed by 1% of people. Oh. 99% of them are alive. All these inventions, we're on this technology curve that's like a, it goes right up. What? Now, whether that's true that's or not. That's not true. I don't think it make any sense. Yeah. All the, everything's being discovered now at but such a rapid so pace. There's so many other things that were discovered ahead of that to allow for this to happen. Uh, yeah. But He's the making thing some is, wild, like wild. I, I kid you not. It's rooted in some truth. <laughs> I don't really think so, but okay. Yeah, but all you think about all the um, all the engineers we're training, all the uh, scientists, all the doctors, all the all these new scientists that are sciences that have been developed, mm-hmm. um, and how many degrees are being pumped out? What people are learning? Yeah, we're real, and combine that with the power of computing, we're really making some very quick advances. And unfortunately, you know, we're, we're screwing some things up, like the internet is a little dicey. Okay, okay. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I don't know how we got off on that topic. No, we're just talking. No, here. but I think it's, in, I mean, I think that everybody does have a talent. Yeah. Oftentimes you just haven't had an opportunity where you it could be like nurtured and cultivated. Well, how many Einsteins, uh, there's only been one that we know of, right? Albert Einstein. Well, you're but using that people... name. So, of course, there's only one. Well, there's probably an Albert Einstein out there that, like, people are like, hey, Albert. <laughs> He's like a mechanic. What's He's like, I, don't, I do this. <laughs> Get out of my way. Do you know what I mean? I've I met don't... another Sean St. Louis in my youth. So I, I know. You know. I've but, never met another Katie Moore. But how many people had that mind, yet were not in the right place at the right time to develop it? So, now with the internet, right? Oh, potentially. Yeah, because you don't have all the tools. I think in general, there's that like uh, prolific writers who before the invention of the newspaper or the printing press or you know what I mean? You can think about things that like make dissemination of information that much better. I mean, I'm going back because obviously now is like the easiest because it'd be easy to argue that so many of the musical artists that we know today would not exist because the internet wouldn't exist. And there's so many gatekeepers who have bad taste that don't let things through. Yeah. Don't how let many, people, how many brilliant minds have slipped through the the mesh of society mm-hmm. because there was no support system. And now uh, it doesn't matter. You could be in a, a very mm-hmm. rural, very poor uh, area, corner of the world. And yet you could have access to the Louvre. You can yeah. have access to the world's, you, you can take Harvard classes or you can, it doesn't matter, we used but it's to all not, available. And you used to not actually be able to go into all museums and do like full on tours. But since COVID, you, it, I think there's all, almost all of them are online yeah, now, which so, is super cool. You used to be able to look up their works of art, but like now you can go in like you're walking and it's very cool. Uh, Hermes, the, mm-hmm. um, the fashion house mm-hmm. uh, from Italy? France. Oh, I thought yeah. it was Italy, Hermes France. de Paris. Okay. Um, France. Yeah, they have the Kalesh as their logo. The mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the horse and buggy sort of deal. Uh, the man who runs uh, Hermes, okay. very nice guy. Um, okay. I've done work with him before. Um, he was explaining to us about how they uh, they choose. The, so they 
one of their staples of their of their product line is uh, scarves. That's well, that's what Hermes it's is known for. And then it was the Birkin bag. Beautiful silk, right? Mm -hmm. um, but a ton of stuff like their their line is it's just top end, blah blah blah. And he said, "Well, you know, uh, well, it's just really we have fucking our, expensive. We have our standard uh, scarves, our, our prints that we, you know, um, that we do, uh, and then they had opened up the 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 scarf line. They're looking for new artists, and they chose a kid. He was like seventeen, uh, I think he was from Zaire or Nigeria. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a training in in. Uh, but they liked his I, art. Yeah, <laughs> was apparently it on YouTube? It was, I think it was like a write-in contest, and his teacher is like." Hey, you should do this. He wasn't classically trained or anything, and mm, that's cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, and it they plucked him out of obscurity. But the interconnectedness, like the the fact that we're so we're a global we're, society. Yeah, we're there's global. A, there's negatives, but there's also pluses where you know, yeah, like I, COVID spread really fucking quick. But also, artists can be plucked out of obscurity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tomato. You know, you get win some, you lose some. I I know there's a lot of negatives to uh, a global society, but I would not rather live in the past i we're here we can you know when we can travel again and see all these cultures oh, and i'm so excited man i am excited too and that's one of the things i like about this podcast is that we're able to connect with people from all different parts of the, the world yeah. like we had this guy from australia uh just... no austria and we have a speak pipe <laughs> from keely from the uk right a different keely than the other letter we have two keelys see the show is so popular we have two keelys Two gotta Kais. Ha, gotta have room. Two Kais, two Keelys. Yeah. Yeah. K names are popular. Yep. Katie. Katie. Kim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarissa. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Kenneth. Can we listen to the speak pipe? Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to have to stop and go get dinner in a second. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is from Keely. And she is our UK correspondent. Hello. Hi, Katie and Sean. It's Keely. I hope you're well. Um, happy whatever day you're filming this on, but to everyone else, happy Saturday. <laughs> um, so I left a comment and I said, shall I do more British slang yes. things for you? I said yes. And Katie said yes. Um, so I've got a list of words and I'm going to give you little um, hints, uh, like sentences. It might go over 90 seconds though, so... It's fine. I might have to do multiple of these. I that's hope that's fine. okay. Totally fine. Um, it'd be super cool if other people want to do this because these are strictly words from like uh, Oxfordshire, Cotswolds, Gloucestershire region. Gloucestershire. Um, so I know that there's so many, even just in like the UK, but also all over the world. So I think that would be pretty darn cool. You guys heard it. Let's um, do this. And I might also throw in some rhymes about little locations that are nearby because I think they are just old and they're funny and they make no sense. Okay. Um, and I'm sure like everywhere around the world has them. So I think that would be cool to hear some more. Okay. Um, oh, one minute 15. I'm rambling. Shall I stop this and do another one? Yes. With the words. Yes. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> I saw the line going. I was like, oh no, she's running out of time. Okay. Let's pull up the next speak pipe if I can find did she, it. Did she make another one? Um, oh, I think she's waiting for us to say it's cool. Because I oh. oh no, three. Here Building we go. Suspense. Oh, okay. There are... Sorry. <clears throat> so that was yes. I thought she was gonna leave us with a cliffhanger. <laughs> no, it's because they're in the same email chain because uh, okay. it's all the same. Gotcha. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay, so let's get into the uh phrases slash words. Okay. Number one, leg it. 
I looked out the window and I saw a man leg it down the road. Number two, bonkers. Walking. Leg it? That outfit is absolutely bonkers. Bonkers Number is like three, crazy. Number wobbly. Would have taken my child to the supermarket, but I was worried that they would throw a wobbly. Number oh, four, a tantrum? pied off. Pied off. Um, I sent him a DM, but I was pied off. Drunk. Oh, ghosted? Uh, number five, cracking. Um, so I had a cracking night, night last night. Exciting, great fun. Great time. Great time. Uh, number six, <clears throat> to Nick. Oh, steal. To Nick. Um, I nicked this from. As a child, I decided to nick some sweets. Mm-hmm. Stolen. I've forgotten what number we're on. Let's carry on. Faffing. Faffing? I was waiting forever because she was faffing about. Goofing off. Uh, Noggin. I don't know. Use your noggin. Yeah, your head. Chock-a-block. I was on the motorway and it was a bank holiday and everything was chock-a-block. It's locked up. Stopped. Chinwag. Oh, it's good to catch up and have a good chinwag. Like a conversation? Um, Her Majesty's pleasure. He's staying under Her Majesty's pleasure. What is that? Miffed. Mean? Somebody's paying for oh, his I stuff? I thought that person liked me, but they ignored me, so now I'm pretty miffed. Oh, pissed off. We use um, that. Minted. New? Yeah, he looks like he's pretty minted. Rich? Rich? And there we go. <gasps> I'm excited. <laughs> it's so funny because it's the same language, but yet there's so no different. disconnect. And there was one that I didn't get to the first, like it was the first or second one. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not ready. Gotta you get Let us ready. know. How did we do? Yeah. How how we, how we do? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Is it? There's one more, and then we'll finish with this. Okay. Okay. I'm enjoying it. Thank you, Keely. These are very fun. Okay, answers. Number one, leg it. Leg it. Is to run or run away, usually. I legged it from the police. I didn't. I've never done that. I legged it from the police. Um, Number two, bonkers. Bonkers, crazy. A little bit mad, a little bit out of the ordinary, a little bit eccentric. Um, throw a wobbly it's to throw a tantrum tantrum a wobbly um, pied off rejected ignored oh um, ghosted or cracking really good if something's cracking it's really good we got that one uh, to nick is to steal <laughs> faffing is just kind of to procrastinate to oh, did not be doing that. loads of silly little things that you don't need to be doing it's faffing about remember um, and it's usually making other Farting people late and I faff a lot uh, <laughs> noggin is your head so if you're told to use your noggin it usually means to think uh, chocker block is busy oh busy chinwag like is to have a chatter chinwag to chat her majesty's pleasure is a prison HMP oh miffed is a little bit confused, a little bit put out, mm. um, and minted is rich mm-hmm. or financially well off. And there we go. Those are my it. answers. Um, don't have time for the rhymes, so maybe next week. Who knows? I hope that this has been fun for everyone, and thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Katie and Sean. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I appreciate you sending that in. Um, that was fun be interesting if one of our writers was to run with it. Take those words, especially if you're not from the same country. So take those words and string them into a quick little paragraph and see see what you come up with. Like, uh, What do you mean? Like, uh, how would an Austrian use those words in a sentence? Oh, I'd rather know what Austrians say for their words of that. <laughs> well, that's true. That's better. Because why would that doesn't? Yeah, but don't do that. Um, but I find that very fun. I think that's really great. Keely, thank you for doing that. I did comment and was like, yes, please. Um, Anyway, it just really cracked me up. Yeah. These are really fun. And the, the Her Majesty's Pleasure. It's like your grandma used to say about your uncle. Oh, my grand, my grandfather. He was working for the state or something? Yeah, he was working for, 
the government for the government it's making license plates for the government uh, <laughs> in prison. prison but you know it's well, too funny it. too yeah. funny um so yes i love those please other people send in your we should probably come up with some of ours i mean i'm sure american like you know but other people might not understand some of our slang terms I think the cat's out of the bag with American stuff just because of out of the bag. That's one of them. That's what I love about NCIS because Ziva is um, Israeli and she like does not get our colloquialisms or our little. She's learning, though. Yes. But she'll be like, she'll say something like, I don't want to go down to that path again. And he's like, you mean down that road? Yeah, I don't want to turn that that book. mm -hmm. Like, you mean the page Turn the page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or leave, leave it. Oh like leave a stone yeah. unturned but the, she uh, talks about like she says the dog's wrong. got your ear do you mean the cat's got your tongue it, yeah. yeah she'll mess mess things up but it, it takes some clever writing on their part to make it believable because it'll be just like slightly off but like you kind of understand what she's saying hmm. it's really it's really cute so there are a lot of things that we say what season of that show are you on nine or ten katie is a monster when it comes to netflix you are just crushing title after title you know? well the difference between you and i is you flitter around flitter I flitter you flitter around and you watch sean goes through stages of decompression that's so work, zoppity zippity zoppity so sean ends work and then if if he can have the television he'll watch news for like 20 30 minutes and then when it starts to repeat itself which is pretty quick he's like i'm over that then we watch about 20 or 30 minutes of old rock and roll videos on youtube just to purge my brain of the uh the turmoil in the world it's usually a lot of like acdc uh, can you blame me the rolling stones maybe yeah. some random interview jimmy carson or what's his name johnny carson johnny carson sorry carson daly no that's no not my era. i don't know it wasn't my era either none of this and then that johnny carson on trl I then he'll watch a was... little bit of animal videos and then he pops around podcasts and only listens for like 15 minutes yeah i, I so I he like doesn't really see... watch or listen to something like it's not like you have a show that you watch ever <laughs> Like we might watch something, but you're not like that. Like it drives me crazy. You guys, when, if he'll say, want to watch something on Netflix or want to watch a movie? And I'll be like, sure. And he's like, I'm just going to put this on for a little bit. And I'll be like, just trying to understand the what's happening. We're like 10 minutes in and he like stops and we go into something else for like another 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, but I thought the guy was, he's like, no, 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 that, we're it's in a, a different. A moose bouche. <laughs> but only the moose. There's never any actual meal. It's just. <laughs> so yes, I am pretty insane on the netflix i really crush it and watch a lot because that's all when he's like what do you want to watch i'm like oh I'll watch an episode of that come to find out the show has 74 seasons you're like oh my god they were it was wonder years when it started and then it's like cocoon you know by the time it's amazing and i love it yeah okay we better get going seasons. hey we gotta eat some dinner we gotta eat we love you guys dinner. have a wonderful weekend thank you so much for listening please share this with a friend please tell somebody about it we hope that you found it enjoyable and send in your your salad, your uh, overnight salad recipes <laughs> that are really funny. The weirder, the better. Give mm -hmm. me give me your weird recipes. Give us what you got. Um, and also, if you listen to an old podcast and maybe you're listening to this and it's like four months away. Or maybe you're in outer space and this is like 10 billion then, years into the future. Hello but, from the past. But there's no deadlines. You can always send in if you want to send a sibling story, a bike story, any of those things. It's never too late. Have a wonderful Saturday and Sunday, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.